Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Taryn watches live feeds all day long. Brent's always there to say when he's wrong. They've got the feud that just won't quit. And Melissa's the one who has to deal with their sh**. Now the LSD, they told you it for free. While you're living your life, they're watching TV. Now the LSD, they do it for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big Brother 21 Roundtable Podcast. This is the podcast where we break down everything from the feeds. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today is Melissa. How are you doing, Melissa? Uh, as good as it can be, considering the terrible weekend of feeds that we had. Um, you know, that was uh, very... Just that was tough. That was tough. Um, I mean, you said yourself on the morning update that you were even get feeling emotional about these things. I I noticed that my mood completely changes when I'm watching feeds that are like good feeds versus bad feeds. So when the flip was going to happen, I was sitting there at my desk at work like, yeah, I was so excited. I was talking to all my coworkers, very excited. And then all of a sudden, Friday night hits and we're seeing this terrible bullying mentality this awful stuff with the segregation of the two the you know the campers and the non-campers etc and i just like shut down i'm sitting there on the couch just like totally upset and I, I it's like i can't help it but it gets into me and so this weekend was a tough one but i'm excited to talk about it it's a tough one for melissa also with me tonight is brent how you doing brent I'm good. I just want to apologize for everybody in the chat. I was the person who's running late tonight. It's usually not me, I will say, but I was late tonight because I was working on my hair a little bit. Um, besides that, though, I have to disagree with Melissa. Um, I look. I feel for Nicole. I feel for some of the other campers. This has been a great week of feeds for me. I mean, I am living for the Nick HOH and all the ramifications of it. I'm living for the house right now. I still think the house is pretty fluid, especially now that Camp Comeback is getting ready to end. We still don't know who's going to come back into the game. I mean, of course, the human part of me, and it's a small part of me, uh, felt bad for Nicole and the rest when they were getting ostracized from the big group. But the icy cold bitch part of me was like, girl, this is Big Brother, and they're playing the game. You were playing the game when you tried to blow up Nick and Bella's spot with the Alliance and Alliance's spot with Nick and Bella. When you decided to pick a side, you fell for it. This is the price you pay. So, I'm okay. How you doing? 
Brent's doing all right. We are here live on YouTube and you can join us in the chat if you want to hang out with us tonight. Uh, but it's time. We're going to talk about what happened over the course of the last week. We're going to recap the week as a whole here. Uh, the last time we spoke, things were looking very different in the house. Kemi was on the block. Uh, she was up against Jess. Um, Cliff Notes hadn't been exposed. Sam hadn't didn't know about Grateful. So uh, we have to start wow. there. Has it been that long? It oh has been God. that long. A lot of events. Wow. Like I, this has been one of the longest recap of the week segments in my notes that I have uh, in in recent memory here. Uh, so Cliff Notes were exposed. As uh, as we all know, Cliff he talks to the cameras in the morning. We see that we saw this in the episodes. Uh, Christy overheard him talking and exposed his alliance uh, of himself, Nicole, and Ovi fellowship of the zing. And uh, it it was not good. Christy heard him say her name, and that's going to be a very large portion of the reason why he is going to be in trouble the following week. So that happened there. Sam is going to find out about Grateful from Bella, who tells him not to tell Nick. And that storyline is not really going to go anywhere because eventually Nick is going to get around to telling him about it. Uh, then because of this information about Grateful, Sam is going to try and flip the vote to save Kemi, but it doesn't work. And Kemi goes home 10 to one with Jackson casting a rogue vote. Rogue vote. Uh, Nick is then going to win the HOH. Jackson had planned on blaming the rogue vote on Nick, but Nick is now the HOH, so he's instead going to blame it on Nicole, but it doesn't work. Uh, Nick believes that it was actually Jackson that cast the rogue vote, but ultimately it doesn't matter because Grateful is going to successfully pretend that they are still intact and still working with Nick and Bella, despite the fact that they are planning on going after them as soon as this week ends, but Nick and Bella are fooled by them they they don't believe it and so nick wants to nominate cliff and jess for eviction now that's all that catches us up to where the episodes have left us but of course there's a lot more that uh that has been going down on these feeds um that starts with the last thing we saw in the episodes which was nicole trying to tell nick and bella hey those guys are coming after you i hope you know that uh, they're coming for you, and it very nearly swayed Nick into making a move, but ultimately just didn't want to do it with Camp Comeback in play, and so he backs away, and he nominates Cliff and Jess, and soon after the nomination ceremony, uh, Nick and Bella are going to be talking with Tommy about what they heard from Nicole. Tommy is going to spill the information that Nicole told his side, and everything comes out into a whole monstrous mob of uh, chaos. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, do you want to start there? I mean, uh, so here's the thing. As I said in the prelude to this podcast, um, I didn't have a big problem with anything that really happened aside from the human element of it, which is the part that usually gets to us in Big Brother. Nicole decided to pick a side. However, she knew ahead of time that Bella is not to be trusted. She knew that she is a snake. She is a rat. She knew this because she exposed the Black Widow's Alliance. And why did she expose it? Because, oh, well, I assume they were going to find out anyway. So I told them, and oh, by the way, you're safe. Remember, that's what she told, told Nicole. And Nicole's face was just like, oh, like, so why in the world a week later would you go back to this person 
and spill the beans to them right before nomination. It was a bad play on Nicole's part. She was making inroads with Holly. I, it, look, she may not go home this week, but frankly, she deserves it because the play was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was with you until I found out that it really did come very close to working. At which point, I'd say, I'd say okay. it still was a bad move, but at least, at least it like actually really came close to working. I feel like that's diary room. BS. No, that was that was Nick in the house telling the people that he was almost about to put up. He was like, yeah, Jack, I really was like really close to putting you up, man. Uh, OK, wake me up when Nick decides to grow a pair of balls. I, I, I there's no I, I realize he said that. And I know you're taking him at face value on that. I feel like that's him feeling guilty. Like he wants to believe that they're not coming after him. So he in his head is like he, he can now confess all of his sins to Jack. Like for all the times that he's thought about putting Jack up, was he really going to put Jack up at that nomination ceremony? No, not there's not one iota of my being that believes that. Parent. Well, then yeah, why is he telling it. Jack to his face? I very nearly I put it, you up if it's not even the truth. Tell him, Melissa. Because I think it makes it seem like, oh, that's all water under the bridge. Like I was exactly. putting you up. Like this was like this kind of rift in our relationship. But, but, but now, why, but why even nothing. bother? Well, because I feel like I could see a situation where, you know, he doesn't say, okay, I was, yeah, you're right. I was thinking of putting you up, whatever. And then it's just like, okay, we're just not going to speak of that. And so maybe that's something that's still in your mind. But if you put it out there and say like, look, like, I'm sure you've heard, like, there's been talk, whatever. I was going to put you up or I was thinking about putting you up. I came close to it. But now everything's different now. So now there's no way I would do that because we've worked things out or whatever. And I feel like there is some good strategy in like revealing to someone like hey this might have happened but now there's no way so what I'm saying is why didn't he word it like hey it freaked me out and I was like kind of like not sure what to do obviously I would never actually do anything but it definitely shook my confidence why is he saying no seriously like I was about to put your name in there and then I was like you know what I can't um, like okay, it just seems thing. like way like, more upfront than he needed to be I and I like, also am not going to give him credit to say like he intentionally was throwing things out there so he could discredit it oh I don't think so either I, that's the one thing I disagree with Melissa about this was not strategy I just think it was a human thing to do uh, and uh, like to be real, humans don't make very good Big Brother players. If they did, I feel like everybody would be good at it. Like he was just like showing a part of himself because he felt guilty and he wanted to make himself feel better. And also by doing this makes himself feel better so that he's like, oh, we're all been one big happy family. I really wasn't going to do that. Or I was, but now I'm not. And like everything's washed away. I feel like it's all part of that. Um, I will say this though, that I, I take your point that you disagree with me apparently, but if you I guarantee you, if you put a poll up on Twitter, they would side with me on this one. Was Nick ever going to put Jack up or not? They would side with me. Well, I think that part of that comes with not wanting to give Nick credit because that's the I right thing credit. to do. No, because people are like, you, you're you even saying like he doesn't have the balls to do it. That little, you know, whatever. Um, like there's a little bit of like uh, vindictiveness in that. I, opinion. Don't think, I mean, I would like to think that he does have the balls to do it, but he has shown that he doesn't at least as long as camp comeback is in play. I feel like that's what's been staying his hand. So as long as that's in play, you can't convince me that he was ever going to do that. Um, I don't know that it really matters in the end, though, because all of their sins got washed away by this Nicole bashing session, which did really hurt to watch. It wasn't fun. I was at work and then I went back on flashback. Of course, I was reading Twitter updates as I'm at work. 
And it was just like, really, and I'm so mad at Nicole for trusting Bella. I mean, this is such a bad play on her part because, as I said, she was making inroads with Holly. I actually felt like Nicole might be absorbed into the Holly S side of this alliance with Jackson and Kat and Jessica, and maybe they can make something out of this later on down the line. But I, again, I, there's, there's no part of me that actually believes that this would have happened. Yeah, look, I this I I said anyway. it before it happened, but I said that I don't think that this Kemi idea of like calling out Nick and Bella is a good idea um, on the way out because yeah. it just pushes them closer to that grateful alliance. It makes them way less inclined to side with any of the quote unquote underdogs and like, you know, the, the outcasts because they're going to be like, oh, well, this whole time. Look, they, they just look what happened when we were just even considering keeping Kemi. Like she just totally betrayed us. Of course, we're going to go with the other people. And I called that, and I said it, and everyone said, "Oh well, no. Why would they want to call them out? Call out the Grateful Alliance? Like it just, ugh, it made me so mad. But also, I felt very justified, and because I was surely right. And I called it. <laughs> and I'm just going to say that. But uh, no, but for real though, like I, it's so disappointing because. I feel like at the at the tail end of last week, it was a very exciting time in the house. I felt like there was a, this, you know, this side group, this like rebel group that was like starting to form. And like Sam had just found out about the big alliance and that he wasn't a part of it. And like, you know, he was starting to rally people to be like, OK, we need to do something about this. And now all of a sudden, I just feel like we're we're back to square one where we've got this big giant group again. And I feel like this is similar to uh, Big Brother Canada, the most recent season where we had the pretty boys and we, the whole time we kept having to be like, okay, well, you know, just wait until the pretty boys have to turn on each other. And so then we had to wait till like the final four to finally get some action in the house. I mean, at the very least, we can be grateful that there's eight people to turn, to turn on each other. We don't have to wait till four. So at least we get that. But I feel like we're just going to see all these people get picked up one by one and nothing's going to happen and it's going to suck. And I'm going to be totally bored out of my mind for the next few weeks. And that's the way I feel. And that's why I'm very, it's, I'm, I'm very disappointed in this season and totally not enjoying it. I mean, I don't personally feel that way. I like, I take your point, Melissa, because we've been burned. I get, I get you. Um, but I don't feel like this group is that solid. I feel like that once they go after Nick and Bella, it depends on the mechanism with which they go after Nick and Bella. If it's somebody like Nicole or a camper wins HOH and they nominate Nick and Bella, then I feel like things look dicier. I feel like that is the darker timeline because we won't get the enjoyment of the, the alliance. They'll be able to say, oh, well, we would never have betrayed you, Nick and Bella. We were on your side. They'll be able to, to act that mm-hmm. way. However, if somebody from Grateful or Sam, uh, not Sam, Grateful wins HOH, they target Nick and Bella, I feel like everything comes undone. Like That is a terrible idea for uh, Tommy to let this plan go through to, you know, in the end, save Nicole, uh, keep everything, uh, keep Nick and Bella out of it, betray them, and then target them. I, I don't think that's a good idea at all. Yeah, I feel like my other my other reservation about the season, I guess I'm not really reserved, I'm more just like very upset by it, is that like these are all like trash garbage clown people and I don't want to see any of them win. So I'm also like of the point where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe it'll be fun to watch them all turn each other and eat each other alive, but I don't want them to win. Like I wouldn't be happy or satisfied with any of them winning because not only are they bad people, they also aren't good players. So it's not even like, well, at least we get to see a fun, like, you know, let's see these good guys duke it out. Like these very strong players. It's like, I don't even want to see 
that because they're not even good players. So like, why should I even be rooting for any of them to win? I I feel like there are some good players, and I feel like okay, there Tommy, are some... we have one. <laughs> I feel like there are a few good people. Look, here's the thing: I don't feel comfortable assigning good and evil labels to the people in the house. I feel like we can we can you know criticize their character and their actions, and we don't have to like these people. But saying they're they're not good people, I maybe a bridge too far for me. And this is really weird for me to criticize you for saying that because I'm usually the person who's like, yeah, they're they're fucking assholes. But I I, I just I, I feel like that some people get lumped in with other worse people and then thus look worse than they would have on their own. And that's just kind of how I'm feeling about it at the moment. Sorry. Yeah, but see, my my thinking on that though is that like, okay, so then we have people who maybe aren't like bad people, okay, yeah. but they're not good game players. So I don't want to see them win either. So it's like, I don't even have anybody in there besides the people who are in camp comeback. And I guess Nicole and Cliff at this point, maybe Kat, she's fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel, I feel, I feel totally. I I've feel, lost the chat. I've lost the chat. <laughs> I just feel like over it. Like, I just feel like I have nothing. I don't have anything invested anymore besides just like, just like anger and <laughs> sadness. Here, okay, Taryn, break the tie. Where are you on this? Uh, in terms of whether or not they're good people, or in terms of if I have uh, hope for the season? Yeah, the latter. Um, I, I have hope for the season. I mean, I remember Big Brother 15 and feeling very discouraged, uh, in that season. And I ended up loving the season overall. Um, I thought that, you know, especially yeah. down the road, things got very exciting. And I do think that there are players that uh, are in this cast that can make some very exciting plays, especially down the line. So I do have some hope for, uh, for the gameplay of the season, especially watching some some of what Tommy is doing this week, uh, what Christy did today was absurd. And I think we'll continue to, uh, be absurd. Um, and so, uh, I feel like there's a lot of room to play here. Camp comeback is about to end. And I think that like things are finally starting to open up and, uh, and, and be viable for like good fun gameplay. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, the other thing too, is that here's the thing. I podcast about Big Brother um, and I live it on Twitter. So it's really hard for me to put this much anger into something that is my job. And maybe you're not with me on that. I, and I take your point if you're not. Um, but I have just learned over the seasons and I've been through this a few different times that it's very hard for me to continue podcasting about a show if I'm so angry about it and so miserable about it. I have to basically force myself to like some people who I probably shouldn't like. And like, you know, I'm like, I'm, there are times today where I'm like, I'm living for what Kat's doing and I'm living for Holly and, uh, you know, Jackson isn't so bad. And, and, and I, it's just a symptom of the fact that I have to watch the show. I love the show. I feel like I have to shit or get off the pot. And right now I'm on the pot. Well, I mean, I can say this. I've never watched the show to like people. I've never cared about who I liked and who I didn't like. That's always been my stance. I watch it for the game. So personally, I don't care if I don't like any of the people in the house. I don't need to like them to root for them. I don't need to root for them. I just want to see the thing play out. And I am upset at what I'm watching, uh, especially the stuff that's happening this week. But uh, but it's still, you know, ultimately a big brother. And I have hope that it won't 
continue to always be this bad as we move forward through the season. Well, one last thing. The, the chat, I feel like, is coming from me. They're like, is this the real brand? Of course it's the real brand. But, I mean, like, you know, as time moves on, you have to evaluate how you're going to podcast about a show. And I'm just tired of being miserable. I'm trying to look at the 10% that's good about this season rather than the 90% that's freaking terrible because there is a lot of freaking terrible. I'm also not making any apologies for the casting, for the show, for the people on the show who have said racially charged things or anything like that. I have come for all of them on Twitter. I have come for all of them on this podcast. I have tried, people, and I will continue to do so. But insofar as the show goes, I feel, I feel okay about it where we're at right now. I feel like cautiously optimistic. That's where I like diverge from Melissa. I think also my, I mean, I I feel like I've said this, but I feel like my main struggle is like to make a comparison, I guess. It's like, okay, so Big Brother 19, I hated like most of the people in the house. I was super miserable while watching it just because like, I just felt there was no, there was no hope. It was like Paul was running circles around these people and they were just doing his work with little lap dogs. And yet I was still able to recognize that like, while I didn't appreciate the bullying and stuff that was going on. Paul was a great player. I really thought he did a good job. Um, And then I do think he should have won. And so like when it came down to it, I was like, he deserves a win because he's doing so well. And I can recognize that sort of good gameplay. Whereas in this season so far, there is very few or very little good gameplay that I'm seeing. And so it's, it's becoming increasingly hard because it's like not only Am I not seeing good gameplay? But I'm also seeing like some questionable, you know, tactics being used and not even in a game sense. Like some of these things that they're doing aren't game related. And so let's let's talk about this. So where were you? Are you really that upset about what happened in the HOH room on Friday night? Is that I mean, is that was that just beyond the pale for you? No, it's not just that. I've been increasingly more and more upset throughout the season just because of the way that these people be, have been behaving towards each other. And some of the, I feel like there's, like, you know, targeted towards, you know, minorities and people yes. who are like, you know, different. And yep. you've got this sort of like, we're the cool quote unquote, like normal people. And it's like, that's the weird thing that I don't like seeing and so it doesn't it feels personal it doesn't feel game related like and that's where I'm struggling with this and you know for the people who are saying well Melissa if you hate it so much don't podcast about it don't watch Big Brother like don't you know like can you ever find something good to say about the season I find a lot of good things to say about a lot of seasons of Big Brother and yet for the for this one period of time where I'm upset about something, I'm allowed to be upset about it. Not saying to you guys because you guys, I understand. Of course, honey, we get you. Like just like to the people who tweet at me and tell me to stop podcasting about it or stop watching. Like this is one of my favorite shows. Like like I love watching Big Brother and I love the game. And so like I have a lot of positive things to say a lot of the time. But when I'm upset about something, I'm going to call it out and I'm going to say I'm upset about it and I'm allowed to be upset about something and I don't need to constantly be you know, 100% gung-ho about every single season at Big Brother. That's just the way 
that I feel and I'm going to say how I feel. Yeah. And, and I, I want to add to that, too, that I think it's it's more important that you if you love the show uh, or even if you don't love the show, if you just if it's a show that you watch and you want it to change, that you continue watching and continue expressing how you feel about it. I completely understand the people that are like, hey, I just want to shut this off. But in, in my view, uh, you know, the people that are protesting by turning it off, you know, their voices are being lost. They're not going to end the show because of a couple thousand people online turn it off. Uh, but if those people are very vocal online about how they feel because they love the show and they're passionate about it and they keep talking and they keep using their voice that's what's going to change hopefully yep. that's the where show. I'm at. that's what i that's why i posted that thread on twitter on sunday i feel like because they do see us melissa they they don't acknowledge that they see us but they do i have also and this is not tea i'm just being real with you all like i know a few people who know talk to people in production not like Allison Grodner and Mitch, Mitch, uh, Rich Meehan, but like people who are under them and they're all with us. They see what's going on. They realize what's going on. They don't like the people who are against other people. Having said that though, like it's, they have to let the game run its course. Like these are the pieces that they put onto the game board. Now that the game is starting, they can't change it. I think uh, that's when we all complain about the coup d'etat or America's vote or something like that. And there's a part of me that wants that, but. I just want them to let the season play out the way it was supposed to play out. And I feel like the root of the problem is the casting process. That is the problem. Point blank and the period. You put more brown skin, black skin people into the house. I do feel like we will not have these sort of things happen. I also agree with Darren that the twists that have taken place this season over the past few seasons encourage bigger monopolies of alliances to take control of the house because they're scared shitless about leaving and that's why they behave the way they do at least as far as the game is concerned as far as the human level i look you have to really empathize with people like let's go let's just take tommy for one for instance tommy sees some of the stuff that's happening in the house i've never heard tommy say anything that i would consider to be racially charged but he's been in the room when it has happened but how does he approach something like that is that his job like there's the human part of me that's like yes get him girl like tell him like call out their shit but on the other hand, there's a game for $500,000 that play here. And I really feel like it's so tough for people to confront what's going on in the house and not at least partly or possibly jeopardize their gameplay. And, uh, you know, I don't know what to do about that, Melissa. Like I said, it starts from the beginning. Once the game is gone, going, I don't feel like we can do anything at this point. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I think from my point of view, the casting has always been a problem uh, from yeah. day one. The casting has always been a problem. And what has made it come to the forefront recently are the twists recently, because you add the twists into the already bad casting formula. And that's when you start to really amplify the bad casting with 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 a magnifying glass because as we as we're talking about they really do encourage the big groups to form together uh as soon as possible meaning based on at first impressions based on who is the most similar to me and yes, they stick together and uh and then they are encouraged to uh you know hold on to their power and treat the other people uh as as outsiders and lesser than them so that they are not able to infiltrate their group and now we're even seeing things like putting them in uniforms, sending them upstairs into a crappy room, and we're making rules that we're not allowed to talk to them. Like it's becoming more and more amplified by each, uh, you know, twist further and further. And so, um, 
I think that's uh, it's those two things that are combining right now to uh, to create what we're seeing right now. And, and I would like for us to be able to say that with one voice so that maybe they'll hear us. We know that they see some things, but it's very Nothing difficult is. to convey criticism online. And I know this personally because uh, f- from my own perspective, that it's very difficult to uh, to parse out like good criticism from just trolling. And yep. so when you see any kind of criticism, you have an immediate reaction of just like, well, it's hard to it's hard to know whether or not this person is trying to make me feel bad or if they're genuinely offering constructive criticism. So if it's if it's as as one voice as you can make it, if it's as, you know, uh, as as vocal and as clear as you can make it, that these are the two issues that we need to address, then that is, I think, what could potentially uh, send some kind of message forward to the uh, the producers of the show who make these decisions but um you know we're we're, we're going to try our best here yeah i will say that that uh, there's a bit of a metaphor there in terms of you know trusting you know what you've been able to, what you're able to see online you know is it true or is it just trolling similar to what was happening with nicole and nick you know he's like you know should i believe her or not i don't want to believe her i don't want to believe that my alliance is coming after me again it goes back to the fact that she to me, chose the wrong side to go with. I don't know what possessed her to tell Nick and Bella that they were on the outside of the alliance, but I do feel like that uh, it was a bad call on her part, which then begat a lot of the uh, bashing in the HOH room and everything. And obviously that wasn't fun to watch, but you got got. I mean, uh, what was what happened was the alliance realized that Nicole was onto them and was like, oh, well, now let's blame everything on Nicole because we don't want Nick, who's the current HOH, to go after us. We have to blame Nicole. So they were like, you got got to Nicole. The Alliance was at least playing the game. I had no real issue with what they were doing. So I feel like they could tone it down. I feel like so many of us are like clutching our pearls over this, but I've seen this a thousand times. That's what happens when people get in control and they want to isolate somebody because they want to feel better about themselves. I mean, they're just weak human beings who like cling together in hopes that nobody will see them. That's what's happening in the Big Brother house. And they wanted to blame Nicole and that's where we're at. Yes. Uh, so I did. I did post a poll on Twitter about this, uh, yes. whether or not people believe what that was it was. Close. Uh, it was. A, uh, do you think Nicole's plan came close to working and nearly got Nick to put Jack up? Or was that a fabrication by Nick and the show? And you were correct. Seventy four percent of people say it never came close. Uh, and twenty six percent of people said the plan almost worked. However, I will take my point as well that a uh, majority of the comments are saying things like Nick is a wuss. Uh, bowl cut Brian would never. Um, and uh, I, other things about uh, Nick is a wuss. Um, like people are mad at Nick and I feel like they don't want to give him credit. Uh, so I'm, I'll take that point. But again, you uh, you were also correct that most people would agree with your uh, stance. Well, yes, I was like uh, one of the politicians were they were like, well, how, what was the question again of the poll of the survey? Like I wanted I was ready for you to tell me that they had voted against me. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Do you, uh, the question was, do you think that Nicole is an awesome player or do you think that she sucks and would never have a plan that works? Yeah, I, I like, I'm, not, I'm st- I didn't look, I didn't take anything. You guys know I've been clean for 15 years. I'm just living my life here. I'm loving the show. I'm living for the fact that I feel like there's a lot of fluidity in what's happening in the house. We're getting ready for Nick and Bella to be blindsided on Thursday night. Christy is an absolute amazement of a player to watch she is cracked on television i'm so here for it so i'm okay with what's happening in the house i just 
I'm not okay with what started in the house, which was like, let's throw a few black or brown skinned people in the house and call it diversity. That's not okay to me, but everything else that's happening in the house right now, I get where they're coming from for a strategy. All right. So uh, as we talked about the the, the mob forms upstairs, um, we get a great moment where Ovi comes up to uh, to try and, and, and calm them down. But they they no, no, Ovi, no. Get out. Yeah. Um, Actually, I saw people in the chat who were giving it up for Ovi. Like at least Ovi stood up. For, I'm like, bitch, Ovi's out of the game. Like, I mean, I'm great for him. But like that was so much easier from his standpoint to say something and call out their behavior than it would be for anybody in that alliance to call out their behavior. Yes. Yeah, so although to be fair, uh, David and Kemi didn't do it. And David was even saying like, no, oh, we don't. Um, and later apologized. So uh, it's still I'll give him some yes. credit. Oh, yes. Um, so uh, so everything gets blamed on Nicole in this big uh, mob thing that, that comes up here, um, including, you know, now to, to be clear here, most of the six shooters in this conversation recognize that, yeah, we're just kind of going to make sure that Nicole takes the blame for this, but we know that things actually happened except for sis who is fully on board that Nicole is a snake and she needs to go confront her about everything. Um, then, uh, Nicole is going to get a chance to explain herself. And, uh, as we mentioned, she's going to explain herself very well. And the six shooters, uh, do believe everything that she says. They even believe that she didn't do this intentionally, which is actually a lie. Um, Lies. <laughs> yes. And so they want to keep Nicole, even though Nick wants Nicole out, because even though Nick is somebody that is definitely blaming Nicole for all of like Nick genuinely believes in his soul that the only reason he wanted to put Nick to, to put Jack on the block was because of Nicole, that she somehow incepted the idea David style into his brain and really just feels like, well, now that we figured out Nicole, I'm fine with the alliance. See, that's where you know that he was lying when he said what he said to Jack, because like that isn't even true. Like he's just talking to himself or talking to Bella or whoever will listen. And he's still blaming Nicole for all of his Jack hate, which is not true at all. I think he believes it, though. Well, I, I, I take your point that he does believe it, which makes it all the more believable in some ways. But maybe that's why you're falling for it. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I do feel like that he is crazy to actually think that it was Nicole. His hatred for Jack and his wanting to get him out of the game is coming from two spots. One, uh, he senses that Jack is against him, and he's correct. Two, he's jealous of Jack. Real tea. That's what's happening, and you all know it. Nick is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. dumb. Like yeah. you just—they're just so bad. Like I mean, this—this this is fell for it, didn't we? We this was the, the HOH. This was something to do. You could have done something. And instead, now he's just he's just done nothing. And then now he's going to be betrayed this week. I mean, they're going to, what, blindside him and not tell him that they're voting out Cliff and they're going to keep Nicole. And he thinks they're not doing that. So they're doing the opposite of what they told him. And then, and then they're going to get him out next and Bella, too. So, yeah, like, what a dumb move. He literally did the worst job this week. He's so stupid. They're all so stupid. And okay, Bella's so, so stupid. They're all dumb. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree they are. But let's look at it from his point of view. Okay? So, in order for him to do what we want, we have to first convince him that everybody is after him in his alliance. They've all turned their back on Nick and Bella. That is a hard pill to swallow. Okay? Secondly, even if he wanted to do something about it, he doesn't have any power. I mean, outside of HOH, he doesn't have a special power is what I'm saying. They are floating around. And also, Kim Comeback is in play. I 
I'm not even sure how I would be if somebody said, you know, hey, Brent, your alliance really wants you out. You're in this big group. Um, but they really are coming for you and they just are pissed that you just want HOH. I mean, it would be a tough pill for me to swallow and say, you know what? I believe you. And not only that, I'm going to turn my back on them. Oh, by the way, there's a way that it can come right back in the game and my HOH is totally useless. So I feel like that he's really between a rock and a hard place. His big issue was winning HOH. Um, by the way, the chat keeps saying that I'm, I'm not letting you talk, Melissa. You, I know you know no, this. I'll talk. I'll talk yeah. if I need to talk. She wants to, if she wants to talk, she'll talk. Y'all I'll, go to hell. Yeah, I'll uh, talk if I want to talk. But, uh, you know, I just feel like, yeah, okay, he's in a rock and a hard place. But I feel like the problem I'm having is that knowledge is power in Big Brother. And these people are not using any of this knowledge. They literally, like, they, they get this information. They, someone tells them something important. Like, you know, Christy over here is Cliff. Or, you know, Nicole tells them, like, this is what's going on. Or Sam tells, like, Sam gets told that the, about the alliance. It's like, and then yeah. they run to the next person and then they tell them everything. And then, oh, it's all, it's all useless because now that information is garbage. And they, they, they just, they need to keep this information. Like, none of this is smart gameplay. Like, none of it is smart. And it's making me upset because it's like, it's like, yeah, sure, I can be upset. Oh, darn it. Christy overheard Cliff. Like, no. But like, that would be so amazing if Christy could take that information and like, okay, now I'm going to every morning go listen to Cliff and I'm going to like hear what he has to say and try and understand the other side of the house. Nope. No. Oh, never mind. She just ran to them and then they told Cliff. So now Cliff knows and everybody knows and that's the end of it. And like, I just feel like all of this, this stuff, it's like, it, there's just nothing fun. To, it's not fun to watch people do like bad like i want to watch good gameplay that's why i like it and i'm not i'm not enjoying it because i'm not seeing good gameplay in it and i don't know i'm yeah i I just it's bad gameplay well yeah christy in particular um i was feeling kind of good about christy until today and we'll get to that Um, but i also i do take brent's i think i also think that nick is an idiot uh but i also do take brent's point that uh even if he wasn't an idiot and tried to take a shot this week like we want him to uh if you think about it uh with the twists in play uh what would have happened was cat would have won the veto Christy would have used the diamond. Cat would have put up somebody like Bella or whoever, and they would have survived anyway. And he would have missed the shot. And he probably would have lost Bella. And, and he, he can't play for HOH. Yeah. So uh, that unfortunately, the twists had him in a bind. Regardless, but that does not negate the fact that he's still an idiot. <laughs> he still I have is. a bigger problem with Sam. Like we can talk. Like, I feel like that's Melissa hit it on the head. Like that's the person I have the bigger issue with is Sam mm-hmm. because doesn't know nicole from a hole in the ground fine i mean like of course he does but like on, on if you're ranking the people that he trusts in the house nicole is not number one sam on the other hand i feel like is if he's not number one he's like number one a nick trusts sam sam had all the opportunity in the world to reveal to nick okay like bella told me about this uh there's this alliance you're a part of it i now know about it but i'm hearing not great things that they want to come after you like you really shouldn't trust them. Like he had, he knows where all the bodies are buried. He could have exposed this to Nick. I do feel like that some dividends could have come from that specifically. Sam, what the, what the f- is he doing? I mean, like he's just like he knows there's an eight person alliance that's magically become nine. Is he actually dumb enough to believe that he is now on equal footing with everybody else? He can't possibly believe that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel like that he is just. Uh, and sold a bill of goods and has bought it hook, line, and stinker. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm completely with you there as well because 
uh, for as much of an idiot as Nick is, as we said, there are some at least some risks to him actually making the move. Whereas for Sam, there's zero risk and 100 percent benefit to Nick and Bella making a move and even if even if there are these crazy twists that get in the way and uh, christy uses her diamond power of veto and it sends bella home or whatever that's actually still good for sam um because there's less of a target on his back still a target on nick's back and the diamond power of veto has been flushed so like this is such a missed opportunity that he did not even come close to pushing for a move to be made when he had tons of dirt to make it happen Mm-hmm. I, I I cannot for the life of me understand what he was thinking. Uh, it's just, it is infuriating to watch. Uh, if there's any part of you where I do agree with you, Melissa, that it was uh, so depressing to watch bad gameplay, it was Sam. Uh, I had hopes for him that he might actually win HOH. When his buddy won HOH, I was like, this is, this is even better. You can actually tell Nick what's happening. You can tell Nick what he knows. But instead, he just decided to go along with the show and let Nick, you know, drive a car off a cliff, <laughs> putting up Cliff and and uh, Jessica went back during Nicole here. It's just it's such a mess from his point of view. Uh, Nicole's not coming for Sam. She she likes Sam. Uh, and what 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 part of him thinks that this is a good idea to actually get her or Cliff out of the house this week? I, I, I he could have stopped both of these things from happening. And uh, he didn't. So I'm with you. Yeah. And uh, I, I am seeing so- I saw somebody saying in the chat. Well, no, they would have put up Sam because that's what Tommy wants. He wants Sam to go before Bella. But I, I don't think that's the case. I think if Nick turns on them, act and nominates two of them, then and, and Sam gets to play like, hey, I'm still willing to jump ship. Then they have to take out Bella over Sam at that point, because there's two people definitely against them versus one that might be. Um, so. Like I said, I, I very, very little. And, and that's uh, that's as it stands, a very uh, outlier situation to begin with. Um, so I just really feel like it's an incredibly missed opportunity on Sam's part there. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Care Of, which is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs. You actually, you take a short quiz and you answer questions about your diet, lifestyle, fitness, and health goals, and Care Of puts together a personalized plan just for you. Uh, Now, with summer approaching, you want to make sure your health and wellness is a priority. So Care Of makes it easy to upgrade your health routine, and they do this with the aforementioned quiz that uh, that we all actually you know, we took we took we took the quiz and oh, they do yes they do some fun things here uh, they ask you about your diet your health goals your lifestyle choices it takes about five minutes to find your own personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations um, I actually I had a lot of fun taking this I, I've looked oh, into I vitamins yeah I've looked into this stuff before and it's it's so like it's a lot of research to like figure out what you would want to yeah. do and all of this stuff and it's like it was it was actually like a lot of fun to to just like answer questions and they, they recommend things and they give you information on it tell you how how scientifically backed it is and all of that stuff it, it was a lot of fun for me no, same. I've been looking into trying to be more healthy and get, you know, vitamins for various things that I'm trying to accomplish. Uh, like, you know, aging, um, I'm getting old, um, hair, hair, fitness, all that stuff. So it was kind of, 
I just never knew what to do. I just thought like, okay, you know, I, I'm assuming vitamin C, biotin, I don't know. And so taking the quiz was pretty cool because it then like personalized my recommendation and I could plug in all the things I was interested in uh, working on. So I'm, you know, pretty excited about this one. Yeah, I had a different experience because unlike the two of you, I wasn't like raving to go on this. I was a person who was probably a little bit more skeptical of it. And the great thing is on the quiz, they have an option. Like if you are a skeptical person, which I was like, <laughs> yes, that's I am so thankful that you recognize that I am a skeptical person. So uh, I like took vitamins. Exactly. I've never really understood it for the most part, but I feel like they did a good job of trying to walk me through the quiz, asking me what I consider to be important about my life and recommending uh, vitamins and supplements that would uh, uh, support my goals in my life. And ordinarily, like I'm a pretty lazy person. I don't exercise a lot. I tend to <laughs> eat what I want. And my eating is like that of a child. So I'm probably somebody who could benefit from vitamins and supplements in my life, but I never really realized what they do. And I was pleased to see that at the end of the quiz, when it recommended a few things, it showed you why it was recommending them for yeah. four. And also the prices were really, really uh, nice. I, I felt like that. I, I mean, I'm not a vitamin connoisseur, but I do <laughs> feel like that on balance, they were well within my uh, budget. Yeah. Plus, it, I mean, plus it makes it really easy, too, because all you have to do is go online and then they just deliver it to you and you don't have to go out and then yes. find these products and like, you know, where are you going to find that stuff? It's, it that is the worst. Easier. Yeah, yeah, it makes it a lot easier to just have them ship it straight to you, whatever you want. Yes. And as, as you guys, you listeners know, I am a robot and I love to uh, like min max my health. And so I have an issue of like wanting all the things uh, like, oh, get a little boost here and uh, oh, do this thing. And when I was doing the quiz, I was like, yeah, check off all the things, all of them. <laughs> um, but they actually were like very good. I was surprised. I was expecting them to be like. Take everything, Taryn. You want it all. Uh, but they were actually like narrowed it down to much fewer uh, amounts of products that uh, than I expected. Where uh, manageable. It was manageable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like uh, they 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 give you things that only are the things that you actually need. Because when I answered questions about like, well, I'm not really concerned about this thing, they were like, then you don't need it. They're not going to try and push things on you that you don't actually need um, uh, based on those those questions that you answer. So, and you can also modify your subscription at any time when your needs or preferences change. So uh, it's very easy to do all of those things. Um, they also, uh, very important for me, offer uh, protein powders that are available in individual packets for like on-the-go stuff, which is like really cool for me because uh, I travel a lot and it's very difficult to get uh, get protein when you are traveling. So uh, it's they also offer tubs, so it's all personalized to your fitness goals and dietary preferences. Lots of, lots of cool stuff here in Cara. I yeah. was very excited uh, that these people wanted to sponsor us. Me too. Yes. Me too. I've been looking this... into them for a while and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. I only did it after I listened to uh, both of you talk about it. And I was really pleased at the end of the day that I ended up doing it because, as I said, I'm pretty skeptical and I've never, ever tried anything before. And I was really, really psyched to try this at the after I got done with the quiz and it said, here's what you probably could be concerned with as far as your health goes and things that could help you in the end. And uh, I was I enjoyed it. Yes. So if you want to try care of, you can get 25% off your first order if you go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code Big Brother. One word, Big Brother. So that's uh, takecareof.com and enter the code Big Brother and you'll get 25% off your first care of order. 
Great deal. Very exciting stuff. I hope you guys uh, try- check this out and and have as much fun with it as we did. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. So let's get back to the show. Kat is going to end up winning the veto as we talked about. She wants to use it on Jess and the plan uh, is to secretly keep Nicole once Jess comes off the block and Nicole goes up uh, after uh, so, so that she can go after Nick and Bella for them and then they take out Cliff because he's close to Ovi who has the power. That At the end of the day, that's the argument that they keep coming back to with Cliff because almost everyone in Six Shooters except for Christy keeps going like but I don't want to get rid of Cliff. I, why can't we keep Cliff? And then they go, yeah. oh, right. Ovi has a power. Ovi's coming back. Ovi is close to Cliff. We need to get rid of Cliff. Which is uh, so infuriating to watch because Cliff isn't even aware of what's really happening or why he would be targeted in the first place. It's very hard to formulate an argument against people if you don't know what foundation they're arguing from. And I feel like that's where Cliff is right now. He doesn't know what to say because he doesn't know what's really happening in the house. Ovi, I am, I, this is where I was like, screaming yes queen yes when bobby was with you on the update today when he was like coming for ovi not personally but but strategically when he was like how can you not think that after you told jack and jackson about your power and they voted you out 11 to 0 that they hadn't told people about it as the week goes on of course even if they're lying to you and telling you that they kept, oh i kept it to myself i didn't tell anybody dude of course they did you know that they're working together you know that they're they're moving as a group why in the world do you think that they don't know? I think this is another instance. The tale of this entire season is about people not being, not being willing to confront the truth. The truth is hard to confront. And I do feel like people on balance would be better game players if they actually confronted the reality in front of them instead of the denial that they want to believe that's easier. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that that's, that's really the story of any season that, uh, that where somebody is going to be able to really just dominate the, the game, which is that, uh, people, people are biased against truths that they don't like and people don't like things that are bad for them. So it's very easy to believe a very comfortable lie. And uh, and that's very much where we are in the season. And what again, what amplifies that are twists that encourage big groups and give them powers to enforce that lie, give people more incentive to want to be comfortable with all of the you know craziness going on and the fact that they have so little power. When people feel like they can win power and can actually take a shot, then they're a lot less likely to believe the comfortable lie because they're like, okay, this is a comfortable lie, but there's some power over here. Yeah. Ooh. Um, but when that power is like, uh, okay, you get power, but well, the person you evict can come back. 
but uh, yeah. Christy has a, 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 a diamond power veto, and but oh, Jack has a yeah. veto power. Uh, it's like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe yeah. that power is too much. Let's take the comfortable lie. Yeah, I know. I, I I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. I, I really am. I'm like, how would I be in the house if if I knew uh, if I didn't know if I thought I was in a big alliance and somebody came to me with this information, I had to confront the fact that my big alliance was really after me. Like it's the, it's the pride part of you. It's your ego where you're like. They're not coming for me. Everyone likes me. I feel like that's kind of where Nick is at right now, where he wants to believe mm-hmm. that he is Mr. Popular. It's really hard to confront the fact that people want you out. Really hard to confront that people want you out. Uh, I'm just, I, 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 I will say this, that we, we've come for Ovi a little bit over the past few weeks for his terrible gameplay. I, as I continue to watch people play worse and worse on Big Brother, I have to think that I would be just as bad as they are because no one likes to hear that you're not well-liked by people. No one likes that at all. So I, I do empathize with Nick just a little bit. Yeah, and, and I will say, I think that one of the reasons why David is, uh, you know, gaining popularity is because he is very much the kind of person in the house that's just, like, willing to accept and embrace truths, even when they're uncomfortable. Like, uh, like he, he makes conversations awkward sometimes with how uh upfront he is um and yeah. and that's very refreshing in in a house where people find it very difficult to accept the truth so we are then going to get a bit of a, a fight now because we have to explain sort of what happens here uh with christy and the veto uh cat and jackson get into a fight about their hookup essentially uh and stuff that was said in the dr and reputations being ruined and um cat is going to go on to explain that you know she is here for airtime and you know that pisses some people off and uh and you know all of this stuff and uh jackson and his uh, uh he has some sort of uh domestic violence charge against him he does have a domestic violence charge yes yes all, all of all of this stuff we talked about it this morning um it, it all blew up and the point of it is that it led to uh, Jackson saying that they can't trust Kat and Jess. That they can't trust Kat and Jess. What if they're secretly working with Nick and Bella and this is all a ruse to use the veto on Jess and then backdoor one of us. And then we don't have the votes to keep one of us because Kat and Jess will be voting with them. Now, this idea was pretty quickly dismissed by Holly, who stood up for Kat and defended her because they have an existing relationship from outside of the house, which she essentially admits to in order to defend Kat. Uh, She says that they have a lot of mutual friends and that they couldn't backstab each other because it would look really bad to those people in the real world. Um, So that's helping that situation out. So it seemed like it was squashed. Like, okay, we trust Kat. Everything's going to be fine. However, the next morning, Christy woke up and some terrible things were said to her. Um, for instance, Nick asked her how she slept. I mean, we've been talking about how bad these people are and, you know, what warrants, you know, being a bad... I mean, this to me was just so disgusting. I... <laughs> well, in fairness to Christy, and I'm I'm not giving her any slack whatsoever, but it was more than that. Like, there was some conversation... We'll, we'll, we'll get to those. All right, all right, all right. Yes, but I know. It, we, yeah, this is like the Tamar Braxton thing. Like, it was a day. <laughs> I've never seen her like this in the Big Brother house. And I have to believe that it was like, there has to be something more at play here. Like, maybe she's just having a bad day. Or but, uh, well, yeah, Brent, like, she's PMSing. I don't know if you know that. She, uh, I don't know if she told you. Know. 
Oh, I know, I know, I know. I just, I don't like blaming it on that. I right. I'm not a, I, I want to be clear. I am not yeah. blaming it on that. I exactly. She is very much yeah. the one blaming it on that. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would like to think that even without the PMS, that I do feel like she would have been this nuts. I do. Because she's kind of like that. But uh. I've never, I, far be it for me to have an opinion on this matter at all, but I've never really, uh, like, uh, PMSing or not, like, uh, it, it, I've never really noticed that much of a difference. No, I yeah. haven't either. Um, so. Yeah, so Nick asked her how she slept, and uh, he also made some kind of comment about like uh, blood red or uh, I don't forget actually. Uh, but it was it was, flame, red flame, red flame. Red flame. That was that was yeah. what it was. Red flame. Um, and but what does that even mean? Like, what? Is, why we're talking that about like a heart, and that David was like uh, had a red flame. I don't. But why does that I honestly. Seem to be to Christy. <laughs> like why is that like oh my god this it's is a it. bad sign it's the universe telling her things oh my god um, is Christy crazy or is she crazy like a fox <laughs> like is there's no this foxes like, here there's no fox I don't know, I don't know because <laughs> is this all strategy that's definitely like, not I am no. 100% sure it's no, not. She didn't talk with anyone about this. Know, she didn't guys. I don't know if you guys are giving Christy enough credit. When I said there were a couple good game players in the house, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think Melissa is, okay. is trying to uh, be crazy like Fox right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I can't imagine someone being that crazy. Like, without oh, there being something behind it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so finally, uh, one one other thing was that Christy was talking about uh, PMSing, and uh, she was talking about it with Bella, and Bella said, "Oh, it's like uh, like do- dotting dotting day. It's like D day. It's like D day." And then she like uh, nudged Sam. She was like, "It's D day," and <laughs> Christy was like, "I'm going up. I'm yeah. going on the block." It's me. It, that's it. It's happening. Oh, oh my God. Uh, and, and she, she talks to Kat and she's just like, Kat, I'm going on the block. Kat's like, no, you're not. What are you talking about? No, you don't understand. You don't understand. I'm going on the, I'm going on the block. It's happening. Like she's in tears. I have to say, but, oh, wait, sorry. Did you, did you want to continue? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. If you had a good, uh, you're yeah, pers- Did you have like more of your performance? I wanted, to, I wanted, I wanted to see it. Um, but, <laughs> Like so, she's talking to Cat, and she's like, "I'm going up." And Cat's like, "No, you don't think so." So, and Cat's like, uh, putting out the idea, like, "Maybe I shouldn't use the veto. Maybe I should talk to Jessica." In comes Jessica, and I think Bella, and they start having a conversation. Which at this point, I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to. I, I just want her to continue to talk with Cat. I don't want this to die. I like this craziness." So I'm literally yelling at my screen, going like, uh, "You get out, Jessica, and take her too." And you too, and get her out. Like I wanted all these people to leave so that that Chrissy could just talk with Cat for two crazies in one room, and I am living for it. And like Cat, I feel like left her own devices. Listening to Christy, uh might have actually bought this, and might either not use the veto, or she would have like fed into Christy's paranoia and got her to use the veto. So then the Cat, Cat of all people, could name the replacement nominee, which I girl. I can't even. So, she would have yeah. put up Bella. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or no, she would have. She would have tried to put up Kemi. She would have been like, "Can I put Kemi? Can I put that entitled <laughs> B on the block?" Uh, no. Okay, fine, Bella. <laughs> yeah, Kemi has the pendant of protection. Sorry, girl. 
so uh so so christy's freaking out she thinks she's going on the block and she's trying to get cat to not use the veto cat eventually gets around to talking to nick and she's like you're not gonna like blindside anyone are you and he was like no I'm putting up Nicole. Um, and then, you know, things get around. Eventually it gets to the point where, uh, Christy is going to talk to Nick about like, you're, you're not putting me up, right? I mean, I, I'm freaking out. I feel like you might put me up. Uh, if you did it, look, that's fine, but I think it's a dumb move and I really don't think you should do it. And, uh, and I'm just really scared. And Nick is just like, what the? What are you talking about? Why? What are you? Are you serious right now? Like, why don't you trust me? It's like, because they don't trust you. There's nothing else. There's no why. It's because they already don't. And they're trying to get one over on you. So they think you're going to get one over on them first. Yeah. This is the part in time where Melissa, I was like, Nick has to see these blinking red lights. Like, I mean, I don't know what what I necessarily expect him to do. But there should be a part of him that goes to maybe Sam. I was going to say goes to Bella, but then that's a terrible idea. Goes to Sam and says, you know, I'm going to put up Nicole, but like, I don't feel good about this. Like Christy not trusting me. Like, where's that coming from? And maybe Sam would have finally spilled the beans about, yeah, like, I don't feel good about them either based on what they told me last week. And, and then maybe something could have come of that. But again, nothing comes from it. Nick refuses to confront the truth. Which, again, I don't know how many times I have to say this, but that's where everybody is going wrong this season. Don't, like, they're listening to, I'm trying to think if they're listening to their gut. The whole thing with uh, Kellen on Survivor about listening to your gut when she was, like, wrong half the time. I feel like in this case, you need to listen to your gut. Because your gut will tell you, like, the truth of the matter. Based, not your, your ego will let you believe the lie. But maybe I'm I think, yeah, see, I think if I was on Big Brother, I would have trouble because I would always think that people were against me and hating me and like secretly working with, like without me. So like, I don't feel like I could ever be in like a great solid alliance because like yeah. the whole time I'd be paranoid that like these people are out to get me and they actually hate me. That's just like the way I am. So that's exactly what I would do. And I feel like it's like the complete opposite for Nick. I mean, then he goes on this whole little like, spiel about how like if i'm being naive then like get me but we're making it to final nine or whatever and it's like you're you're not making it anywhere like these people don't want to work with you you're an idiot and like uh yeah stacked in the chat is like uh nick is falling for christy because of her pheromones parent that's the sexual pheromones yes (laughs) i i think i think you have to use Vanessa's strategy and look at incentives um, when you're trying to evaluate whether or not somebody's lying to you. Like, look at their behavior and try to figure out what incentivizes that behavior because people are almost always self-interested in the game of Big Brother. And if Christy is freaking out because she fully believes that you're going to put her on the block, that means that there is something in her, like, you have to try to look at it from her perspective. Why would she think that? Um, And I I think that Nick might be trying to do that, but he's looking at it from his own perspective of like, well, I, I almost put Jack on the block, so I completely relate to this situation. But the problem is he should have put Jack on the block. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's hard. It's hard at the end of the day there. But ultimately, ultimately, Nick does put up Nicole. And after the veto ceremony, after Jess is taken down and Nick puts up Nicole, <sighs> Christy's going to go and talk to Nick and Bella. And reveal to them that she has the power. It's a diamond power of veto. Uh, she also says, I mean, guys, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry that I 
didn't trust you. But I mean, you have to admit, you said D Day and Red Flame. Like, you got to see where I was coming from on that one. Like, she, I'm not, I'm not even paraphrasing. That is what she said. She really was just like, you got to admit, right? Like, you can see where I maybe thought that was happening, but I totally apologize. And so in part of in her apology, she's like, and so I want to make sure, you know, I trust you. So I'm going to tell you I have the power. It's a diamond power veto. She completely uh, mischaracterizes what the power actually is. Um, I don't know if this is because she herself was a little confused about it or if she was intentionally trying to uh, hide what it did. Um, Ultimately, she is going to be talked to in the diary room and she's going to have to go back up and clear it up with Nick and Bella. Initially, she was trying to uh, say that she could choose the replacement nominee no matter what. And then it lasted until like final six. Uh, Eventually, she gets around to saying what we've been saying, which finally we get it this completely cleared up. Uh, It's good for four weeks. She does not name the replacement nominee unless she also won the veto herself if she uses the power that only upgrades the existing veto that somebody won and that person gets to choose the replacement nominee yes. i feel like that's so embarrassing to like have to go back up and be like oh um actually i was trying to make it sound cooler and it's actually not that well, cool like, she played she played well. it off like uh like oh well, actually i went to clarify because i wasn't sure so here are here are the actual rules i just misunderstood yeah, yeah uh, I think you had it right, Taryn. She was trying to be funny, and uh, she tried to fudge the rules because she thought she could get away with it. She doesn't realize that you can't use production as a strategy. I tweeted this out. Other people tweeted this out. Like Jessica on Big Brother 19, famously, like we all love Jessica when she was she won HOH and she was lying to Paul the next week about her power. We were all living. Most of us, I should say, we're living for Jessica and Cody in the house. We were rooting for them, but even they did not let. Big brother, I'm talking about. Let Jessica lie about her powers. They're sure as hell not going to let Christy freaking Murphy lie about her power in the Big Brother house. So mm-hmm. she had to go up to them and clarify it, which is even worse. I mean, yeah, we can criticize her. Uh, it looked bad that you had to be told. They don't know that. They don't know that production uh, told her to to do that. But she like had she's told them the truth, which negates its uh, hits and I don't want to say it's surprise, but it's impact because if they can keep the veto away from her side, then they don't got to worry about her freaking diamond power of veto. It's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, so she told them that. And so it's like, what is going on? They plan on blindsiding these people. Why is she telling them about her power? Then she's going to go downstairs and tell sis about her power in front of Tommy and Jack, who have to kind of pretend a little bit to be like oh you have a power yeah i'm not sure if you're gonna say that we knew already um and she's gonna explain the power to sis and then she's gonna go on to explain that she's a hundred percent sure that nick really was going to backdoor her but she intimidated nick away from doing it by insinuating that she had a power and that's why they now know that she has a power and oh my god I don't know if like I, I was thinking like is did she tell Nick and Bella about the power so that she could go back downstairs and explain that the only reason they didn't backdoor her was because they knew about the power and therefore she was still right when she had that intuition and was not wrong and should not be embarrassed about it or is she just like doing random things with no purpose and things are going insane and she believes her own lies uh, is i mean i yeah. guess it's probably the second one but it's so ridiculous it's i feel like it's definitely the second one i'm not willing to 
give her that credit. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, like, like, because I've done this in my life where I've had like a, a fight with somebody, and then or you say something like after the fight is already over that you probably shouldn't say, or you reveal something that you shouldn't do, um, and then like you know, like your people are like, "What are you doing?" Uh, so I feel like there's a part of me that empathizes with where Christy is coming from, but she's playing a game and she has to play better. Uh, and there's no part of me that thinks that she actually did this on purpose, Karen. I have to believe you're with me. I I don't know. I don't know. Because are you trolling us or you're, look, what, what, what I'm you just doing? saying that like it <laughs> is interesting that like they were planning on like blindsiding Nick and voting to keep Nicole without yes. telling him. Yes. Now conveniently there is a reason behind that. Like, okay, well, you were gonna put me on the block, you were gonna backdoor me. I know you were. I told everyone about your plan and you did you didn't do it. But now look, I don't feel like I can trust you. And we had to go and do, we had to vote your person out because we didn't want anyone working with you if we don't trust you. And it's like a convenient reason to go against them. Like, I just feel like there's something to the idea that like now she has a reason. Like it reminds me of like not to compare, you know, this and that, whatever. It's like apples and oranges here, but it's like Vanessa when she would always be like, she would invent these like reasons like, well, now I have to put him on the block because of X, Y, Z reason that I basically invented. And like, I I don't know. I just feel like now she, now she has a reason to go against him. And she even was saying like, Oh, Bella's dead to me. Like they're dead to me. Now she has a reason because now she can tell everyone they were going to backdoor me. The only reason they didn't backdoor me was because I told them about the power. And so like, I don't feel like I can trust them. I'm going to go against them. And you guys can come with me or not, but I'm not trusting them. And I feel like I don't know. Maybe Melissa has something here where, and I, I, I see your skepticism on your face, Karen. But maybe she is uh, Christy. I'm talking about the kind of person that needs like validation and reasons in order to act. Like she, she can't just be a game bot like we want her to be. Mm-hmm. She needs like a human or like founded emotional element in order to go against or be okay with betraying somebody like Nick and Bella. So maybe that's why she did what she did. I don't know. Well, I, I will say this. There is nothing that can convince me that the freak out was manufactured. I think that she was absolutely genuine in that moment. She she talked to Tommy one on one and was freaking out to Tommy. Uh, so I definitely don't believe that the freak out was manufactured. I also don't think that she needed any more reasons. The reasons that they had were that were the whole was the whole Nicole stuff. Um, any reasons that she might need to justify turning on Nick and Bella would be to Nick and Bella. But to them, she is like, oh, you're totally right. You never would have put me up. I'm so sorry. She's apologizing to them and giving them information that they don't need um, in order to make up for what she did earlier. Uh, this puts her in a much worse position than before in terms of uh, reasoning like this. This bonded yeah, them even closer. Right. So it makes the betrayal even worse. Um, Nessie, I, I, but I, I, I sort of have two minds. Look, I agree with you. This wasn't intentional. It was a total freak out on her part. There's no part of me that ever believes that any part of this was strategy. In the end, though, it might really help her ground her emotionally to feel okay with turning her back on them i i maybe she needs that i don't know i i i, it's I feel also like possible that, i mean sorry I'd like to cut you off okay. i mean i no, agree no, 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 with what you were saying too about like you know that this could be just like it might not be like a game bot strategy thing it might just be like she needs a reason to do this but i do think that that her going to these people and saying like he was about to backdoor me i stopped him 
he could do the same to you. Like, we got to get him out next. Like, I could see a situation where she uses this as like fodder to make sure that Bella and Nick are the next targets because they were going to come after them first. So, like, we should strike before they can. I mean, that, like, I don't know. That was like the very set plan, though, like already. Like, it, it was completely yeah. unnecessary. Like, that almost makes it a worse yeah. move if that was I her intention. I think Melissa and I agree that it's a terrible move. I'm just yeah, like, I'm not saying it's like great. It's messy. But it, it's just that, like, I could see her thinking in her head that, like, these are things that I can do to make sure that things happen the way I want them to happen. Like, maybe but, she's just completely crazy, maybe. Wouldn't she but, have discussed it with Tommy? Not necessarily. What has she done in the house that she hasn't discussed with Tommy? This. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just... Work, I just, girl, like, work! It's, it's just possible... I'm, I, I'm honestly like, dumbfounded like by this argument. I just feel I'm like trying to respect it. I don't want to sit there and, and completely dismiss it as like, oh, she's just crazy. Like, she just is crazy. Because I think that well, there is there is the possibility that there is some logic behind this. And if I can't think that there's logic behind this, then I have no hope for any sort of strategy of this season. Brent. So I might as well just think of it. I think this I think this is circling back to what we talked about about uh, hard truths. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I feel like she can make a bad move here with no logic whatsoever and still be an okay to good game player. Like good game players make mistakes. I feel like this was a boner move by Christy. She shouldn't have done this. She shouldn't have freaked out. It may give her writ large to be able to target Nick and Bella, but it certainly wasn't anything of her own design. Uh, it's just a convenient excuse after the fact, I feel like, which she's happy to take. Yeah, I, the, the most amount of credit I was willing to give her was she completely lost it earlier in the day and then realized she was completely wrong and it was a terrible mistake. And then after the fact, tried to come up with reasons to justify her, her wrong she intuition. Like yeah, yeah, she feels like she feels, she feels like an ass. She feels like an idiot. So uh, you know, that's human too. These are all just humans running around in the house, y'all. Yeah. So <laughs> as of right now, the plan still stands. Uh, nothing has changed ultimately, except that everyone knows about Christie's power. Um, and Nicole will be staying, and it's still going to be a blindside. Although there was some talk about letting uh, Nick know ahead of time, and maybe trying to convince him and Bella to let Nicole stay and get rid of Cliff first. I honestly. The pessimist in me is saying that that is going to happen because Nick, when he was talking to Kat, was like, look, whichever one of them go, that's fine. I'm it's cool either way. Uh, I feel like they're going to they're going to sort of test the waters and Nick is going to say it's fine either way. And they're going to say, well, actually, then uh, we were thinking maybe Cliff. And I think that Nick is going to be like, totally. Yeah, because I'm totally for the team. And then it's going to be a unanimous vote and Cliff will be going home this week. Hmm. Well. I mean, did that happen today? Like, Clip's going to go home unanimously? No, so it hasn't that? happened yet. Oh, I'm saying oh, that oh, okay, I think they, there was discussion about talking to right. Nick. Um, okay, and okay. I think that that will happen. And I think that Nick will say, fine. And I think that it'll all kind of stem. Uh, it'll it'll sort yeah. of swish around. I have and, to believe. Yeah. Like, there's no part of me that thinks that Tommy thinks this is a good idea to blindside Nick. He has a pretty good relationship with Nick. Tommy like, was, the, yeah, Tommy was the one that was talking about approaching Nick. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I, somebody sent me something. I was looking. I apologize. But yeah, I, there's no, but I don't think they're going to just totally blindside them. It's, it, if I think that Nick and Bella will know ahead of time. They'll be strong armed into this. They don't want it, but it'll happen. Christy always gets her way. At least as Tommy, as long as Tommy supports it. Uh, 
Yeah, there was there was a time where I felt like Tommy didn't really support the idea of getting rid of Cliff. Like he wanted to get rid of Nicole. And just to hear it for me, uh, he should want to get rid of Nicole. He should not want to get rid of Cliff. This is a missed move by Tommy here. I, I, I this is maybe one where he's just letting Christy have her way because he feels like he needs to and get the bigger benefit of keeping her under his wing. But I, I think at the very least, if Tommy does support get, keeping Nicole, he's at least going to let Nick and Bella know about it ahead of time because he doesn't want them to be blindsided. You never know who could win HOH. Bella or Sam could win HOH, and then all things are off. So uh, he's a better game player than that. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I think this is a situation where the people who maybe don't have as good of a relationship with Bella and Nick uh, should be trying for a blindside uh, because then. It makes the people who are closer to them who didn't tell them about it and who blindsided them look worse than the people who were not as close to Nick and Bella who blindsided them because then it's like, okay, yeah, we weren't super close anyway. That's expected. And you're always more hurt by the person who you thought was close to you who betrayed you than the people you already knew were against you. So I feel like this could be a situation where people who who really don't have that relationship with Nick and Bella uh, could do well by this blindside. Yeah, I, I will say I think for Tommy, the decision to get rid of Cliff, again, comes down to Ovi's power. And I do think that that's a mistake. I think that they are too afraid of Ovi's power because Ovi coming back into the game means that Ovi and Cliff will be together and Ovi has his power. But Ovi's power doesn't benefit from having an ally. Like, uh, Ovi's power isn't any more or less dangerous with Cliff in the game or not in the game. And honestly, Ovi's power isn't all that dangerous anyway, because you know about it and you know about it ahead of time. So all you need to do is put up either Ovi and a pawn from your own side to guarantee that Ovi will use the nightmare power and then Ovi is safe and that person is now safe. And then you put up the other two outsiders or uh, you don't put up Ovi initially and you just have to backdoor him like like you did the first time. And there you go. Uh, So it's honestly not that difficult and it really doesn't matter at all whether Cliff is in the house or not. So, uh, you know, it's what it's uh, it's it's very silly. It's very silly. Um, So sounds good. Yes. So that is that is what we have there. Uh, We do now have state of the house. So we need to let's quickly run through this. We've been uh, we've been talking for a while already. Um, It's really just it's the big group. It's undeniable is the name undeniable is the name of the uh, the group that formed with the big mob, the nine people. It's grateful plus Sam. And uh, that is, of course, Christy, Tommy, Jackson, Jackson, Holly, Nick, Bella and Sam. Um, That includes, of course, grateful um which are the same people but minus sam uh then within that you have six shooters which are uh the same people minus nick and bella uh christy tommy jackson jackson and holly and then the flaming five which nick and bella believe to be a real thing but it is not which includes nick bella sam tommy and christy and then of course you have lol lots of love oh god it is so stupid like you were saying earlier about this is like the friendship like any alliance that has that sort of like like we're the good guys like kumbaya whatever like they are always the worst and it it's like it 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 never fails every year when you pick a name for your alliance don't do something that's like the nice guys the good people you know something like that because you're never that you're always the opposite so whatever 
Yeah, it's <laughs> it's. Uh... Also, don't pick something that people can easily mock. LOL. Like, okay, yeah, you're lots of love or whatever, but you're also laugh out loud because you suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you do have also Holly and Kat who have their pregame relationship. Uh, you have Nick, uh, sorry, you have uh, Nick and Bella, or obviously you're the, the couples in general. Um, Jack and Sis are separating, and it's becoming more a sort of Tommy and Sis. Uh, you also have, of course, Tommy and Christy. You've got Kat and Jess. Uh, lots of other like little pairs here and there, but the main power structure of the house still remains that one big group. Um, so. Let's start. Let's start talking about the stock watch. Let's start rating some people. Let's get into this. Okay, good. I'm nice. going to bring up the old stock watch so I can figure out what I gave these people last. So they can tell me yeah. if they've improved any. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll start with Nick, who last week got a four from us. Uh, Brent, you were the lowest on Nick with a three. Uh, this is, of course, the segment where we rate every player one through ten. Uh, ten being the best, one being the worst. We're rating their gameplay, not how we feel about them personally. So, Brent, where do you stand on Nick this week? I am less positive on Nick. In fact, I I really want to bring out the paddle for him. I really do. But I shall not, okay? Because of a couple of little things. He has an ally in Bella who is a firecracker on her own and could get herself evicted beforehand. He also has another stronger ally in Sam. So I do feel like that he has uh, life rafts if he needs it. But at the end of the day, I feel like you have to give him possibly the worst score you could give somebody in the house because it's a two. And the reason why it's a two is because he decided to win HOH at the worst possible time when... Uh, this camp comeback thing is getting ready to end. He doesn't trust his allies, but there's nothing he can do about it with camp comeback in play. He has somebody come to him and reveal what's really going on. He, he internally knows that to be true, but yet like he can't confront the truth. And so all of that leads to a really terrible week for him in the big brother house. He is vulnerable next week. He cannot win HOH. He doesn't have a power. He doesn't know anybody who does have a power. And I think he's probably the next person out. So it's got to be a two. Like, you don't want to buy Nick right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm in agreement. I'm giving Nick a two because um, this was a terrible HOA train. He didn't listen to any of the information that was given to him. Um, and instead, he just like quietly went back into the majority alliance who already wanted him out and who still want him out. He didn't even make a good, you know, good enough impression on them this week that they would want to keep him at all. So now he's going to be out soon and uh he did nothing to further his game um if anything he's getting out somebody who uh like okay if clip's leaving this week did that help him at all no so not one iota that is crazy craziness i and you would think that somebody who won hoh would get a higher score but you need look no further than bailey uh last year when she won hoh after after we really liked where she was at in the game nick obviously was in a worse spot going into this week than bailey ever was but it's still a really terrible week. I just can't believe that he's played this bad when I felt like I, I felt good about him coming to the house. Like I said to Melissa at the beginning of the show, we got God when it comes to Nick. I felt great about him going into the house. We were like, oh my God, thank you. No Matthew Kleins, no eating cereal. And man, he just is not even like, he's just not even good at the game. And that's really sad to see because I thought he was. He's a fan of the show. I felt like I could depend on him more. Nope, he's not. Yeah. 
Um, this, I, I was tempted to give him a three just because he does have some allies and I think that he, there is a chance that those allies could win HOH and he would be okay for a week and things might reset, uh, given, you know, other things that could happen, you know, a kind of comeback person's coming back into the game. Things can shift next week. I feel like the, the, depending on the outcome of the HOH, he might be okay. But even if he is okay, I don't see myself having faith in him. Like, this is not just positioning. Uh, this is also just not having faith in this guy moving forward. Even if he's in a much better position next week, I feel like it's not enough. He needs to be better at the game. He needs to be better at reading people. He needs to have his eyes completely opened. And then once they're opened, he needs to be able to keep them open. And I don't have faith that he can do that. So I am also giving him a two. And uh, the audience... As as polled, also <laughs> gave him a two. All right. Well, that's good right. to know. Thank We're you. We're on the same page here. Yes. Yeah. Straight twos for right. Nick. Let's talk about let's talk about Bella. Let's talk about Bella. Bella. I gave Bella a four last week. Brent gave her a one. Melissa in the audience gave her threes. I'll talk about Bella first, having been the highest on her last week. I apologize. Got that one wrong. <laughs> um it's uh week one i gave bella a six i've always been the highest on bella i had i had faith i liked her i thought i, I thought she you. had potential not true not the case um this is also a case of just i have even less faith in bella than i do i think i have a lot more faith in nick in the game than i do bella i think she is one of the worst players i've seen since mackie so uh so not that long but um but very very bad and i think that she's going to stick around for a long time uh because she's so bad and so she certainly could eventually get to a place where we start to turn around on her but today is not that time and so uh i i don't have a paddle but i can i can it's uh it's it's a one it's a one from me friend what do you think i mean like i gave her a one last week <laughs> that's why you got to give yourself room now you're at a six. i mean like it's a one. What are you talking about? Like, I gave her a one last week when she was playing awful and I felt terrible about her. And she's continued to play even worse this week. Like, people were actually asking me on Twitter if I could give her a score lower than one. We do not have scores lower than one. Just like Dancing with the Stars. You at least get a one if you go out onto the dance floor. And that's where she's at in the Big Brother house. She's still in the game. So she's got a teeny bit of a pulse. And like Karen says, she may stick around for a little while. Right now, whew, it's a one. Yep. Same here. One for me as well. She's just super sucking. And I'm very disappointed because I really liked her in the beginning. But I also feel like she's she's not taking this any of this as a game. I feel like it would be the easiest thing ever to just like go up to Kemi or go up to Nicole or whoever and be like, hey, look, this is a game. Let's put yep. this like personal stuff aside, like blah, blah, blah. But instead, Nicole goes to apologize to her and she's like, yeah, no, you're going to have to apologize more. I'm not, not enough. And it's like, what is wrong with you? You are not like you are just so bad at this. You're not seeing this right. You're not seeing this game for what it is. And it's just it's just very, very bad. And it's very disappointing because I really liked her in the beginning. And now I really I've liked her. we all did. All. She was so yeah. funny. She can be great in the diary room. Right. I mean, like 
I mean, we want to like Bella. Bella, we want to like you. We want you to like big you. Mouth. You betray the people that, that do actually have your back. You're trying to get in with the people or who don't even like you in the Grateful Alliance. And I know you can't confront that truth, but it's the truth. And beyond that, you were second choice to Nick and you feel it and you know it. And the reason you feel it is because it's true. You were the second choice to him. So call him out on his bullshit, just like you've been doing um, or use him for whatever he's worth to you in the big brother game. But don't feel like you got your feelings hurt because you got caught by him. You both used each other. I feel like you knew what you, you knew what was happening when you got into this. So, uh, you know, I can't even imagine being friends with Bella in real life. Like, because I mean, imagine, I mean, that conversation with Nicole where she like, Nicole let her say her piece and like basically berate her for like a period of time. And then Nicole's like, okay, like I'm going to talk now. And Bella's like, Nope, nope, I don't want to hear it. I'm done. I said my piece, now I'm out. And she just like walks out. I mean, that is infuriating. She and can't win the game. She Nicole comes up game. to her and is like, hey, I'm going to apologize to you. And she's just like, yeah, not accepted. It's like, you are so petty. Like, I mean, you need to just like put your ego aside and learn to get along with people because it. I just, ugh, I couldn't deal with somebody like that. No way. So that is a one for me. All right. Well... The audience came real close, real close uh, to giving Bella a one, but it, it's it's going to be a two. It's going to be a two from the audience. Uh, ve- very, very close. Very, Too very close call audience. there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those, those are the people that have been watching the feeds that think that uh, Nick and Bella are going to go after Grateful or something. <laughs> well, like I can I can tell you that uh, there are four people that gave Bella a ten. Yeah, and I'm sure you threw those scores out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on, girl. Over a thousand people gave Bella a one. Yeah. I feel like that we should go by the plurality rules. Like, if, like, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at the end of the day here, uh, Bella is still falling to an average of one here. Um, So, there you go. Cliff, let's talk about Cliff. Uh, now, Cliff is the one I feel like I was right about the whole time. Uh, I've been lower on Cliff than everyone else. I gave Cliff a five last week, and this is definitely going to be falling. That uh, Cliff, Cliff is in trouble this week. It looks like he will be going home. I think it's not completely set in stone. There's definitely still been plenty of talk about things. Nicole is still doing a little too much for my liking for her safety's sake. Uh, But it does seem most likely that Cliff will be the one going home this week. So with that in mind, I think that even if he did stay, he'd probably have a lot of trouble getting his way back in, fitting back into the the group, given uh, everything that's happened. So I'm going to go down to a three for Cliff because it can't come back. He's got a chance to come back in if he does, if he stays or if he comes back in. I feel like he's still in a really rough position, but at least there's a lot of other things to worry about, like Nick and Bella and Camp and Camp Comeback if he stays. And if not, then, uh, you know, the Nick and Bella situation and Sam and all of that. So uh, I do still have faith in Cliff's ability as a player. I, I think that people are really 
hard on him as a player because of the mistake that he makes where he's overheard. But prior to that, he was doing a very good job. And even after it, he has still been doing a very good job. Uh, The the main problem now is that he doesn't realize that Ovi has the power and that's the main thing holding him back. So I do have a lot of faith in him as a player and that's why his score is going to be higher than Nick and Bella, even though uh, they are in power and he is not uh, and he's looking like he's going home. Um, I really just feel like this is a, a case of he has a lot more upside than the other two do here so uh cliff is a three for me melissa what do you think yeah um i think that the whole like oh the cliff notes debacle he's like you know one of the biggest mistakes in big brother history blah 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 i don't think so okay he was overheard it sucks but it wasn't like he made a strategic error or anything like that like i don't think he's a bad player i think that this situation isn't is not good for him and he has a a tough road he had a tough road to begin with then add on to that fact that like they his whole strategy was like playing the whole like oh I'm not really playing kind of guy and then they find out oh he's like giving his strategy away to the live theaters and so he really does have a strategy he really is playing I feel like it's like just because it just happened to come out that like his oh his whole strategy was a lie I I just feel like that's been totally bad for him but I don't think generally he's a bad player and if she hadn't have heard him I think he could have gone a lot farther. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I got to give him, uh, I got to give him a two. Yeah, I really wanted to give him the paddle, uh, but I won't because similarly, I feel like he does have a little bit of a pulse in the game. I know that as things currently stand, they plan on getting rid of Cliff and keeping Nicole, but I feel like it's not the correct move. And I want to believe that at some point, Tommy will realize this, that it's not the correct move. Uh, to vote out uh, Cliff here. It's better for him personally to get rid of Nicole. She is a far better player. She's, she's better socially, in my opinion. I feel like she can integrate better. People forget about her more. I do feel like that's the correct move for them to be making. Tommy's not making it. I haven't seen him make a mistake prior to this. So there's a part of me that thinks that he will eventually think this, but Christy has got a big head on her shoulders and he wants to make her happy. So it's hard for Cliff to fight against that, that it's not the correct move, number one. And number two, for the fact that uh, he doesn't know about the power. That's really tough. There's, that's uh, maybe too much for a clip to overcome. That's the reason why I want to give him the paddle, but I won't. I'm going to give him a two. I will say, though, that I don't have a problem with him uh, distancing himself from people like Nicole. I know he was doing this even before that Nicole, uh, the, the Friday night blowout where she was going, they decided they were going to backdoor her. Like, Cliff is trying to save himself, and he realizes that Cam Comeback is over in a week. He's doing anything he can to make sure that he's not seen as plotting against other people. And Nicole has been exposed as a plotter to some people and he doesn't want to be seen that way. They already overheard him talking about stuff. He's really trying to minimize how much people see him as a player in the game. So I don't have any problem with him distancing himself from Nicole and any of the other camp comebackers. He's just trying to stay afloat for now. All right. So that's uh, that's going to leave it up to the audience here. Very, very. This is as close as it comes. Literally a two point five average from wow. the audience. So that's going to be a three from the audience uh, to round up, which means Cliff will end up at a three overall um, in the ratings this week. Uh, let's move on to Jessica. Let's talk about Jessica. Uh, Jess, I gave a two last week. Brent, you were down at a one. Uh, Melissa and the audience both gave her twos as well. Um, Brent, are you still at a one for Jess? 
I am not. Uh, I find her infuriating. Uh, at times, she can be a little bit entertaining to me, but mostly I'm just annoyed by her. However, I do feel like that she has sort of wiggled her way into a okay spot in the house. Once Kim comeback is over, do I really think anybody's going to come for Jessica? No. I feel like all hell's going to break loose, and by then, people will have forgotten about Jessica. In fact, I think there's a very good chance Jessica is our losing finalist in Big Brother 21. Uh, so I feel okay about her longevity in the game. She was just vetoed off the block today. However, can she win the game? Is there anything she's doing to proactively move herself forward? Do I even think she could win if there was like a bitter jury or something? Nobody really respects her in the house right now. Maybe Jackson a little bit, maybe Kat, but that's about the extent of it. She does have a final two with Kat, but beyond that, I don't think she's really playing a very good game. So it has to be a very low score. And she's consistently been bad, which is why she's going to get hit with another penalty. But it's a two. Mm, Yeah, for me with Jess, I I think that she absolutely is the kind of player. the, The most upside she has is being dragged the end. But I don't think this is the season where people are going to get dragged to the end if they're not in the group already. I do feel like Jess is a, a little bit in trouble here where I think that the people getting dragged to the end, I think I think if Tommy is looking for a goat outside of Christy or Jack, his final three there, I think he's working on Sis. You know, I think that he's working on other people in the group. I don't think he's trying to like go outside of the group and bring somebody else drag them all the way through betraying the group all the way down to the end at least that's what it seems to me right now and so i really just don't see these outsiders getting to the end unless something major happens and jess is not the person that's going to make something major happen so for for me i am going to continue to be very low on jess i i not quite as low as as bella but i am going to stick with a with a two for uh for jess here in my rating of her game melissa what do you think yeah um i'm going to give jess a two as well only because i well i want to give her a one but the only reason i'm giving her a two is because the veto was used on her and she's happens to be staying this week but she is not a good game player because she's not even playing at all and it's very disappointing because i really thought that she was going to at least make some moves when she first got there and she tried to form that like women's thing but it seems like if she can't work with all an all women's alliance she doesn't want to work at all so um yeah i i'm over her so yeah she gets Yes, the audience agrees with us. It's another straight two for Jess there. Two's all around for it's Nick so, and Jess. It's, it's so disappointing, too, because like we, I had hopes for Jessica. She was like talking about woman power and how she was going to like you know, spearhead this alliance and support people and empower people, women specifically. And then like that's totally gone away. Like She got burned just a little bit. She got burned. And then she's like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to like be the, you know, a uh, troller, floater person who just hides behind Jackson and I guess Cat and Holly, that side of things. It's okay, I guess, for a spot to land, but it's not very fun to watch and she's not even fun on the feet. So. Yeah, let's be clear here. Jess and Cat are the biggest obstacle to anybody doing anything against Grateful uh, because they are extremely necessary numbers. They're the reason why uh, uh, Kat in particular, the reason why Kemi couldn't stay last week. They are the reason why there's no kind of talk of gathering out the outsiders. Nicole has tried with Kat and Kat just immediately ratted her out and took offense to being called an outsider. Uh, They are just complete roadblocks to uh to any kind That's of resistance so, forming 
frustrating. Yeah. Like they don't, they know that they need to make these moves. Like, don't they know that like no. hard truths? Melissa. They don't. Uh. <laughs> um, let's talk about Sam. Sam, who, uh, oh boy, he had a, an average of four last week. I gave him a five, as did the audience. Brent, you were down at a three. Melissa, you were at a four. Melissa, you were kind of in the middle. How do you feel about Sam's game this week? I feel like his game is worse this week because he, this was his opportunity to do something and said he didn't do it. So I'm disappointed in him. Um, I felt like I, <sighs> I was really excited about his gameplay at the end of last week, thinking, you know, okay, now he has this information. Now he wants to make this flip happen. Well, okay, the flip didn't happen, but now he knows and now he can do something about it. And what does he do? Oh, a big fat nothing. So he gets, he gets a three for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sam, I, I, when I did my stock watch stream on Twitch, I said, Sam, his eyes have been opened. He's down at a four. He's a risky buy, but if you want to take a risk, this might be a good move because Sam might be moving on up. And then Nick won the HOH, and I was like, oh, here we go. And then flopped. Big time flop there. Uh, the risk did not pay off if you bought into Sam. It was it was bad, like we talked about. It was a missed opportunity, and it's just, it's it, for me, the final straw in having faith in Sam in the game where he won two vetoes back-to-back, not needing them. He was instrumental in sending Ovi home when he shouldn't have been. Uh, he should have let Cat go home. Um, so there are a whole myriad of reasons why I just don't have faith in Sam's judgment, and he is now a pretty immediate target for the big group that is controlling the game at the moment so i am also dropping sam down to a three yeah i'm gonna drop him down to a three as well i think or well i I gave him a three last week yeah so uh, i mean here's the thing i don't feel like he's a two okay i do feel like there is somebody in nick and possibly bella who might go home before him i feel like that there's a possibility that they might forget about him if they start to fight a little bit the, the big alliance i'm talking about but he has so many things that he could have said to change the course of events this week and he didn't do it i mean i feel like he has to be called to the carpet at least on that and even if you don't think that that's true what the hell are you doing winning two vetoes in a row and then uh your boy wins hoh and you decide all of a sudden not to play ballsy now all of a sudden you're gonna shut down now all of a sudden you're not gonna tell nick the reality of what you know i feel like that like this is the girl that brought you to the dance why don't you continue to play balls out tell nick what you know and uh, try to make a move. Instead, he's just fallen for this. Uh, I, I like basically everything I've accused Ovi of. I've, uh, I'm going to accuse Sam of. He, he wants to be a cool kid, so he wants to feel like he's in the cool kids alliance now with these nine people. And he has to know, like he's been told, they all formed without you. You're a hanger on, dude. What the hell are you doing? In fact, as I'm talking about this, I kind of want to give him a two. But no, <laughs> I'll stick with it. I'll give him a three. All right. Uh, The audience actually still a lot higher on Sam. Still has a lot more faith in Sam than we do. The audience stuck with their five from the previous week. Very high on Sam. I should have given it a two. Now I feel like I want to. Well, I get a four because the freaking audience. I believe that will probably. uh, Yep. That's a four. Yeah. Stated a four. I mean, like, sweet. Like, Honest to God, like, okay, I'm not going to change my vote, but <laughs> like, I feel like that Sam has played worse this week than he did last week. Like, I feel like anybody with two eyes can see that. 
So what I do hell? feel like I do though feel like we had our round table before before he was going to switch the vote around, right? Or that's true. Yeah, I, from in my opinion, he went up and yeah. then back down. Like that's what I'm thinking. Is like then he went up and we were like, yeah, yeah, and then he went down. So like it's, I'm not changing it. Go to hell. All no, you I know. <laughs> I could change it because Melissa's changed your vote before. But I'm not <laughs> uh, this is, people people have asked before. Uh, why don't we give the audience more uh, more percentage power? This is why. This is why. This is why. <laughs> this is why. We don't trust you guys. Yes. We got people giving Bella tens. <laughs> yeah, they ruin uh, it for the rest of you. Seventeen people gave Sam a ten. See. Do that? Well, how is he a ten? Like, He's how not. is he even like a seven? Like, call it for what it is. Like, I, there are people that I like personally, and there are people that I don't like. I guess they're just trolls. But if you take that, like, it's like you have to literally like open that thing up. I'm talking about Taryn's survey and like fill it out. And there's other questions that are asked. Like, you have to really have some free time on your hands if you're just looking to troll us for the freaking Taryn survey. Well, you know what? I bet there are at least seventeen people who uh, listed Sam as their favorite player. <laughs> are there really and only 17 and only 17 yeah. <laughs> um, honestly I bet there, uh, there's probably a lot more given his position on this list so no, he could be fun Rob's impression of him like he should be thanking God for Rob Sosferino because he I, I, say, I find Sam imminently more tolerable because Rob makes fun of him with his voice and mm-hmm. that, that that gives me joy <laughs> All right, let's move on to Jackson. I gave Jackson a six last week. Highest person on Jackson here. The audience down at a four. Melissa and Brent in the middle at fives. Um, I'm going to man. This is a tough one. I was the highest on Jackson here. I'm I'm tempted to move Jackson up to a seven. To be honest, I've despite the fact that he very much failed in his whole Nicole situation, he was very obvious in trying to pin the vote on her. His initial plan was pretty sound, and I think would have worked to blame it on Nick and Bella. Uh, and see, so he had to sort of uh, pivot, and he pivoted, and he got caught. But guess what? It didn't matter, and it didn't matter because Jackson's social game is remarkable um given who he is uh where like jackson is one of the most two-faced people i have ever seen in the game in terms of just like and that's why he's able to be portrayed in the edit as this like oh shucks nice guy like i don't want to lie to nicole but i have to like he is so good when he is with people people like nicole Jackson, she thinks Jackson's a stand-up guy who's true to his word, who uh, can be believed when he says things, and even people like Kemi like Jackson. Like everybody likes Jackson except for Cat because she broke up because he broke up with her. Uh, but she certainly liked him before then, and uh, even people like Jess, who he banished, are in love with Jackson. It's it's remarkable. I don't understand it because when he 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 literally is always like hugging people comforting them they love him and then he's given like looks to the camera like oh my god these people and then he talks shit about them constantly behind their backs and they don't know it it's crazy uh and and he still is not even as much a target as people like jack and even to an extent christy uh i i don't know what his longevity in the game is but he is very good and you know you know what I'm giving him a seven right now. It, it might be high, but uh, You're wrong, Karen. it's uh, it's uh, it's got to happen. All right. Tell me why he's wrong, Melissa. You're wrong, because <laughs> I think he's playing a lot worse this week than he did last week. And I feel like this fight with Kat, I feel like he's starting to kind of lose it. I 
don't think that he's playing nearly as strong and I don't think that he can keep up this like fake that this like fake, fake, fake persona. Um, so I don't trust it and I don't think he I don't trust his game and I'm giving him a four. Oh boy. Uh yeah. And that's I high because I want to give him even lower. <laughs> <laughs> so there. I was trying to be um, fair. Yeah, I gave him a five last week and I am going to side with Taryn as much as it pains me. Uh, I, I do feel moderately good about his game. Uh, the only downside is I, like when people like Tommy talk about uh, Jackson and you know, feeling worrying about his health or his mental stability, that does not give me good feelings about him. But aside from that, I feel like nobody is really going to come from him. If they come for Jackson, I feel like they're going to come for Jack first. Uh, he has a group of people that support him and Holly Cat. And I know he had a fight with Cat, but also Jessica. Uh, I, I do feel like he has a base of operations. And he, while terrible at playing off the rogue vote, uh, they sort of washed it away like, oh, that's just Jackson. We know what, you know, we know. You know, like, uh, it wasn't like he was gaming or trying to get them. And I feel like, uh, again, this is an instance where I feel like he's able to get away with it because of who he is and his accent. I do feel like there's a little bit of JT from Token Chain's effect where you don't take somebody as seriously as maybe you should. And he is a two-faced player, but I love that he is in that he can play the game better. So I know we're, we're not liking the fact that he's two-faced and it's hard to watch on the feed sometimes, but played a pretty good game. So yeah, I feel like you have to give him a, a fair score. I, I, for me, it's a high six. All right, I'm sorry, a low six, but it's it's a six. Yes, uh, and, and I mean again, like uh, Melissa, you pointed out the the blow up with Cat. Everybody in the house sided with Jackson. It was it was crazy, um, and of course we didn't see it, so we don't know. But I can't imagine that anybody would side with Jackson if they saw that, if they weren't in the house with him. Um, so, uh, it's, uh, that, you know, that's, that's my position, but, uh, the audience is with you, Melissa. The audience stuck with their four for, uh, for Jackson. So this is a very, uh, very polarizing player here. Um, I take ultimately. back what I said about the audience earlier. They're, right. <laughs> They're good at these things. <laughs> um, so there you go. I think Jackson is going to stay there at a five. Um, yeah. despite uh, by the way, uh, oh yes, I, I, I was going to say that to point out the five that even though, well, even with all the crazy scores seven six four four he's he's going to end up at a, as a five. Puya in the chat says that Jackson is in the middle of everyone's hit list, which is a pretty decent spot to be in. Gives him time to solidify social game to people's faces. Uh, well said. Yes. And and I do feel like uh, the fact that he is lower on the totem pole of six shooters is a good thing for him, because if ever a shot gets taken, Jackson is the one who will survive it. And he has an army behind him that nobody ever talks about. He has Holly, Kat and Jess. All loyal to Jackson. And yes, Kat has talked crap about Jackson, but Kat is loyal to Holly, who is loyal to Jackson. So. That they don't recognize how dangerous he is yet, and they uh, they probably will. But right now, he looks like he's in a good position. So that's how I see it. Um, I think he could be the winner. I, I think he could be too. That's why. I oh my god! I'll throw up everywhere. <laughs> I'm literally just gonna throw up all over the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we talking about next? Are we talking about Jack? Okay. Uh, how do you sorry. throw up on a podcast? Not like when you're on the podcast, but like physically on a podcast. Are you testing me, Taryn? Because I'll do it. I'll do it right now. 
<laughs> oh man so let's talk about jack let's talk about jack uh jack i gave him a four brent was down at a two melissa you were at a four as was the audience melissa let's start with you how do you feel about jack this week are you higher lower same i don't feel good about jack either um and that's the thing is i don't feel good about jack i don't feel good about jackson but i think i feel better why did i say jackson but Jackson, I feel better about Jackson than I do about Jack. But I don't feel like I want to give Jack a three. And now I'm like a little bit at a loss. But I feel like I feel like Jack is still in basically the same position he was last week, or at least in my opinion, because I do feel like he's still considered a target. But at the same time, he's not being targeted right now. So um, I'm just going to stick with my four. um i i'm personally i'm gonna go up on jackson or on jack uh just a bit here um i think that i i'm definitely lower on him than jack and or on than jackson um (laughs) but uh but because i i feel like he is more out in front and he is less protected and he doesn't have an army behind him he his Closest allies are Tommy and Christy, who, as we know, are much more loyal to each other and also much more devious than the Holly, Cat, and Jess group that Jackson has. Um, and so that's very dangerous. He does not have the full loyalty of Sis. Tommy has been pulling that away from him. So there are a lot of issues with Jack's game. However, in comparison to last week and in o- o- the overall situation of things, um, he is in a, a decent spot. He is in a spot where, yes, they might take a shot at him from the outside, but Christy can protect him with a diamond power of veto if she, she chose, so chooses in the next couple of weeks. And I do think that she probably would um, if the, if in the next few weeks, because Nick and Bella and Sam and, uh, you know, Cliff slash whoever the uh, Nicole slash the camp comeback person will all be there. All people that she wants to take out over Jack. So I think Jack is again, he's safe for at least a few more weeks. And the the, the further he gets, the harder it's going to be to take him out. So uh, I'm, I'm not as down on him as I was before. Uh, I'm going up from my four to uh, five. Melissa. Oh, you either went with email. I feel like I've already talked. Brent, Brent, we're going to you. I want to hear you talk about Jack some more, Melissa. Yeah, I'll keep going. Are you sure you haven't changed your mind after hearing my wonderful arguments, Melissa? (laughs) You're like, you don't want to reconsider here. (laughs) Okay, um, look, this guy is an ass. We all know it. We've seen him. His conversation with Kimmy today with the water bottle in the fridge. Oh, my God. so ridiculous to watch and there's a part of me that thinks that other house guests see it but I have to commend him on a week where he's not in power and one of his worst enemies is in power like a guy he's really talked a lot of shit about and really wants to get rid of and Nick he's done a remarkable job of just sort of being quiet and not going crazy not doing anything nuts trying to like nudge Nick's gun in the correct direction I'm not talking about that gun I'm talking about the real one the HOH the nominating power Uh, he's tried to get him to do what is not going to hurt Jack along with the rest of Grateful. Um, and everybody seems to like Jack. I Look, here's the thing. In Six Shooters also, I don't like Jack, but I recognize that the house likes Jack. Many people do like Jack. I know there are people like Kemi. Obi wants to come for him. I know that Nicole might take a shot, but maybe doesn't trust him. But the people that matter, the people that are the movers and shakers in the house, they all like Jack. And so I feel like you have to give him credit for that. So I'm going to bump my score. I gave him a two last week. I was not feeling him at all. I thought there was a good chance that if Nick would have done what he was supposed to, he would have been out of the house this week. 
But instead, he's going to get a four from me. I'm going to double my score. And also, Christy was dumb enough to tell him about uh, the Diamond Power of Ito, which does a couple things. Number one, it shows me how much she trusts Jack, even though she ended up telling everybody else. But that was the first person she told after Tommy. Second of all, Tom, he, Jack has a, another power to protect himself in the veto draw if he doesn't get picked or if they, somebody tries to backdoor him. And third of all, if he is eventually in the line of fire, I have to believe that Christy, uh, he, Christy's going to feel guilty because now the truth's out. Like she's told him that she has this power. If she hadn't told him, she might have been able to save it for herself. But if he's in danger in the next two weeks, you believe me, he's going to basically ask her to use that for him so that he can name the, he or whoever has the veto can name the replacement nominee. So if there's a way she can save him, he's going to make sure she does. Yes, I agree. The audience is, uh, is with you two. The audience gave Jack a four. So, uh, the audience feels similarly Jack and Jackson. Um, you know, maybe the names helped with the similarities there, but, uh, but that is going to leave Jack at a four. So no movement on Jack's score there either. Uh, let's talk about Holly. Holly, uh, we all three of us gave Holly fives last week and that uh, the, the audience gave her a four. And that was in contrast to her higher scores the previous week where we were uh, a little more optimistic about her overall. Um, have we gone back to being optimistic? Or are we around the same? What do you think, Brent? I'm optimistic. I'm going to give her a seven. That's what I wrote on my paper. That's how I feel about her. I'm going to give her a step. Look, here's the thing. I feel like it's hard with all these crazy personalities in the house to be as quiet and as uh, uh, low-key as Holly has been. She has shown compassion at times when she needs to. She's shown that she can be a listening ear. She's shown that she can keep a secret. She has an ally in Cat that nobody knows about, even though she kind of exposed the fact that they know mutual people, but it's a lot, it's a lot deeper than that. Um, I feel pretty good about her. I feel like she is a dark horse. That's so funny. TJ just posted the same thing in the chat. But she's a dark horse to win the game. She thinks logically about things. Doesn't always come to the right conclusion. And I do feel like in some ways she's swayed by people who are uh, better players than her than she is in Tommy. But I also do feel like she's not swayed by people who are worse players than her. So I feel like that you can look at Holly and go, I mean, there are things we can make fun of about her, but at the end of the day, the house also likes her as well. I don't feel like that they would come for her. She has some people in uh, Jessica and Kat and Jackson, who I do feel like on balance would side with her if given the chance. I feel like you have to start giving this woman credit. So I'm going to give her a seven. There you go. Melissa, how do you feel? Um, I agree with Brent's points, although I don't feel absolutely confident in her abilities just yet. And so I'm not, I'm not going to give her uh, such a nice score just yet, but I am going to stick with my five, which I think is pretty generous considering the scores that I've been giving everybody. So yeah, she's gets a five for me. I mean, and people like the people in shadow, like uh, seven's a little bit too high. I do. It may be high. It may be just a touch. However, like you're, you're rating her on a scale of one to 10. How did she play this week? of big brother. I think if you're being honest with yourself, that Beth played pretty freaking good. I really do. I think I think I'm just I don't feel like I know enough about her game yet to fully be like, okay, yeah, she's playing a good job. So that's why I've got I'm just in the middle right now because I do I don't think she's playing terribly, but I don't know for sure if she's gonna be playing well once like I feel like so right now she's somebody anything. Yeah. I feel like she's somebody who we don't talk about a ton on the updates or, you know, in the morning. Um, but there's a reason for that because like she intentionally keeps quiet. I feel like that 
She understands where some of the bodies are buried in the house. Most of them, but not all of them. And it's important that she knows most of them. I do feel like that will keep her in good stead moving forward in the game. Um, I, and the, the fact that y'all are saying who's Holly in the chat and you're calling her Beth, I feel like that's a good thing for somebody at this point in the Big Brother game. I like where she's at. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give her a six. I'm a little bit in the middle of the two of you. I actually do feel like Jackson is better positioned than she is at the moment just because uh, of his injury and the fact that people love him and they don't love Holly. Um, and so I, I do feel a little bit better about that. But... Uh, I do like her position overall. I think she has a secret weapon in her back pocket that uh, is Cat. Uh, I don't love that she was willing to say that she had a secret weapon in her back pocket that is Cat um, to Christy. It doesn't seem like Christy caught caught it when Holly said we have a lot of mutual friends, uh, so on and so forth. But yeah. Christy is already suspicious that Holly knew Jackson prior to coming to the house. And if Holly is going to continue to be this brazen about sharing her connection to Kat, I do think that will put a big target on both her and Kat's back. Um, even as it stands, just how much she advocates for Cat and protects Cat in the game is, I think, going to eventually be more detriment than benefit to her. I think right now, Cat being on her side and being completely loyal to her is a big benefit to her game. But eventually, I think that might turn around. So uh, I, I, I would probably give her a seven if not for the like exposing to other people that uh, that she knows Cat because that tells me that she's willing to do it more in the future, and I think that's going to be very bad for her moving forward um so a six for me the audience gave her a five down they agree with Melissa, right they do yes. they agree with Melissa. they are back up from the four of last week so Melissa, the voice of the audience continuing to people. be <laughs> look at the look at those bottom two ratings very similar all the way across I rigged the system, guys. <laughs> Melissa is the audience. <laughs> I am the audience. <laughs> you are the Senate. All right. um, <clears throat> so <laughs> let's talk about we got to do it. Let's talk about Nicole. Uh, I was the lowest on Nicole last week. I gave her a six. The audience, Brent and Melissa, you all gave her sevens. <sighs> This is a rough one. I do think Nicole is in a great position to bounce back, but obviously she has fallen quite far from her previous position. Uh, I do think that if she survives the week, that she is in a good spot because it's going to be Nick, then it's going to be Sam, and then it's going to be Bella, then it's going to be Camp Comeback, then it's going to be Kat and Jess. Uh, she has fallen quite far on the hit list, but she's still an active player and she still might get caught again. And she still needs to survive this week. That's very important. Um, and of course, if somebody like Sam wins the HOH next week, I could still see somebody like Sam, Nick, and Bella targeting Nicole again for some reason, even if they get blindsided. Because oh, they're that I dumb. I didn't even consider that. I yeah. didn't even consider that. Oh my God. So. I think that there, I think this is a, an opportunity. Maybe if you have a lot of faith in Nicole, that this week is maybe the week you want to, if you're buying things in this stock watch, that this is maybe the week you'd want to jump in on Nicole because she's probably going to be a bit lower than you'd expect. But still, I have a lot of faith in her and I do think she's going to stay this week. So I'm going to take a little bit of a risk. I was at a six last week. I am going to go down to a five. 
Not going to go below a five. Her position has been tarnished, but I have more faith in her as a player than I did last week. So it's going to balance out a little bit. Maybe the, maybe a five is a little high, but I, I do like Nicole. I like what I saw from her. I do think that her plan almost worked. And uh, and I think that I think that she can make something happen if she uh, if she gets gets in here. So I'm going to go with a five. Brent, how are you feeling? Yeah, I don't feel as positively as you do. Um, here's the thing. I, I As I pointed out, I, I feel like she had a choice and she knew she had information to, to refer to, like as in I can't trust this woman and still decided to somehow trust Bella with information that she thought she needed to know. Um, I am also not as positive that somebody like her will eventually fall down the hit list. Um, I, I think that she is antsy enough as a big brother player that they will not forget about her i also go back to my point that this is not the correct move for them to be making she could go home this week i mean there is a real chance that she could go home if not by the grace of Christie, she's going to go home she should be going home tommy should want nicole out of the game i have always contended since we started this season we uh, looked at the stock watch uh the one through three are the bad scores four or five is you know neutral and six and above you're doing all right this is a bad week for Nicole. Uh, I don't want to give her a terrible score, but I have to feel like you have to give her a three. If you're evaluating how the week went for Nicole, how she's landing after this week, and she could be landing out of the house. If just a few things change, I have to, we, we have to leave open the possibility that she could be evicted. So it's a three for me. It's fair. It's fair. Melissa. How do you yeah. Feel? Um, I'm going to go down to a five for Nicole. Um, because I was at a seven for her earlier. Um, and I do think I do think she'll stay this week. And I I do hope that if she does stay, she will be in a better position than she was this week. Um, and I do agree that, like, the more I see Nicole play, the more I have faith that she will. She is a good player. And so I'm hopeful that. If she can, you know, weasel herself through the next couple of weeks or so, she could find herself in a good position. But um you know, I don't know, but I, I definitely don't feel as good about her as I did last week in terms of her position. So, well, turns out uh, Melissa nailed it again. The audience agrees with the five rating. Um, so it's actually going to be three fives and a three for All Nicole right. this week. It's a strong five, too, for Nicole. Um, so uh, there you go. That's going I mean, to. Like just- just to stop real quick, not that I'm like, you know, I, I don't have any Nicole stocks. So I'm not like fighting for something here. But like, I feel like if you if you're if we're being honest about Nicole, it's not a five. I mean, I really she gave her a seven last week and you're coming down. So that's that's why you gave her the score you did. Taryn, I've heard your explanation for that. But like, it was a bad week for her. I don't think the week, the week could have gone worse. And she's like a sliver of away from going home. And the vote still might change. I don't understand how we're out of five. Like, I mean, again, for me, it's it's like position wise, I would put her. At a three, probably. But in terms of what she's capable of and what she was able to do this week and where she's positioned to go if she survives, that's what bumps her up to a five for me. Um, because she's unlike some other people that are on the block and might go home, like Cliff, where he he's on the block, will probably go home. I gave him a three. And I think that even if he stays, he has a bit of a hill to climb. Whereas I think Nicole is more likely to a lot more likely to stay than Cliff. And if she does stay, I think she's pretty pretty well positioned moving forward and I have faith in her abilities. So that's my explanation. At least I, I do feel like that her, uh, ill-timed, uh, telling of Bella and Nick about the reality of what was happening was just such a terrible move that it does call into question at least some of her potential gameplay, at least from my perspective. 
but I take your point. All right. Uh, so let's move on to Chrissy. So Nicole is going to fall from a seven down to a five. Um, so there you go. Uh, Christy, Christy last week was at a five. We got fives from Brent, Melissa and the audience. And I gave her a six. And Christy is an interesting one to talk about today because I started the day. I made the survey and I was fully prepared. I was like, here we go. Christy, she's getting an eight from me. She's getting an eight. She's the most influential player in the house. She's running everything. And she won the diamond power of veto. This is this is nuts. She's unstoppable. Uh, only bested by Tommy. She's the second best player in the house. What can you do? Uh, I've got to I've got to show respect for Christy. And, and then the day progressed. And I remembered. Right. That's why I thought Tommy was so much better than Christy. I forgot how she was like in week one. She she reminded me of that today because she completely, as we described, freaked out and unnecessarily told half the house about her power. She should have gotten herself nominated with this freak out if Nick wasn't such an idiot at times. Um, and I just have no faith in her ability. I think that she is very influential. She is. And I think Tommy is using that to the best effect that he can. But she just she just does not have a good sense of how to play the game. She just doesn't. She just doesn't. I think she works on intuition and that intuition leads her astray two out of three weeks so far. And I don't like that. She still has a diamond power veto. She's still in one of the best spots in the house. So I'm, I'm still fairly positive on her. I'm probably I'm going to stick with my six rating. I do think she is in a, one of the better positions in the house, but it definitely fell from the eight to me. And, and honestly, I almost feel like going down even further. But the position is so strong that I feel like I can't. So, Melissa, what do you think? Uh, I, I mean, I agree with what you said. I was originally going to go up on my reading of Christy this week because I did feel like she's in a good position and everyone seems to like turn to her for, you know, advice and information and everything. And she seems to be kind of the center of attention. Uh, but it just, it just all fell apart. I feel, I don't know. I, I was prepared to to give her a much better score this week, but I feel now that I'm in a position where I don't really feel comfortable changing my score that much. So I'm, she is in a good place, but I I think that <laughs> she I, I'm like convincing myself of what to do right now because I, I, just, like, I, I the reason I started cackling was because I'm like uh, I saw something else on Twitter today where somebody responded, "This is the bad place." <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's okay. He just said, this is the good place. I'm like, oh, this is the bad place for Christy. <laughs> oh my God. All I know is that I just feel like she's she's in a good position. But it's like the opposite of Nicole, basically. Because she Nicole's in a bad position, but I have faith in her gameplay that she can find her way out of it. Christy is in a good position, but I don't have faith in her gameplay. I feel like she'll self-sabotage. So um, I'm going to stick with a five for Christy. 
Yeah, I, I feel similarly because I want to give her a more polarizing score because I feel like a polarizing personality deserves that. But when you weigh everything together, I do feel like it comes out to a five and that's what I'm giving her. I feel like this is not a person who does well with power. That's the problem with Christy. She, anytime she has power, she just like plays bonkers. But when she doesn't have power, like last week, she was totally fine. She was like charming even. People enjoy her presence. She has an ability to exert will over the house. So those are all things to be commended. But yet, when you throw power in her hand, it's like a hot potato. She just doesn't know what to do with it and goes crazy. So I feel like at the end of the day, it just washes out. And so it's a five. Yeah. Uh, so Christy's actually going to stay exactly the same as last week because the audience also stuck with their five um crazy crazy how christy is probably the most volatile stock of the entire week and ends up at exactly the same place she left off the previous it's not week. a reflection of her at all because i do mm. feel like they're you know if you evaluate her from week to week like there were definite changes in what was happening but like it's like melissa said it's weighing position against her ability to play the big brother game ability to play the big brother game definitely called into question, but you cannot discount, and I know a lot of people in chat were like, get the paddle ready, girl, please. Like, there's no universe where Christy is a one or even close to it. These people like her, they respect her, and I don't feel like anybody would really want to get rid of her, even if she did end up on the block. So you have to be fair. Yes, I can say that the vote spread for Christy was very evenly spread out throughout like <laughs> from two to about seven. It's like the same number for every every number. Um, so let's move on to Tommy. Christy's going to stay the same. Let's talk about Tommy. Let's do it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go first with Tommy. Uh, I feel very confident in Tommy. I gave, I given him an eight the last two weeks. The one thing that was holding me back from a higher rating in the previous weeks was I needed to see from him that he wasn't just somebody in a good position, that he was somebody that could actively play the game well, position himself in a good spot and manipulate other people. And he had a plan. And I've seen all of those things from him this week in terms of setting up the next couple of weeks, targeting Nick and then Sam and then Bella in, in, in that or actually not even necessarily Bella um, but knowing that that's the best plan moving forward he is the one that knew that and his plan for doing it is so cutthroat and devious and wonderful and I think it would absolutely work um, he has some great ideas his manipulation of sis has been excellent um, he has been pulling her away from Jack and she has now professed loyalty to him that's a huge get for him that is his essentially like Victoria if you want to call it that like um Sis will just, I think, endlessly be loyal to Tommy uh, as long as Jack doesn't get back into the picture, which is certainly possible. And we may see a change here. But for right now, he does seem to have her on board. And uh, I, I'm just really especially seeing what happened with Christy today. He just continually looks like the front runner to me. He's very well positioned. I'm I am going to go up to a nine for Tommy. That's that's how I feel about him this week. We'll see how long that lasts. But uh, he showed me what I wanted to see from him. So that's that's where I'm going. Brent, what do you think? Yeah, I do feel uh, similarly about Tommy. I still contend that he's making an error in evicting uh, Cliff this week, but it is a small error and something that I can forgive. And you know, says here that he still has three days to change his mind. So, and if he does decide to change his mind, I do feel like that the house will change its mind. That's how powerful he is. 
Uh, so it's going to be an eight for me. I do also take your point that we finally saw some affirmative, like proactive uh, things from Tommy this week that I had not seen before and that I wanted to assign from him, uh, assign to him, but was unable to because it was it had not yet been revealed on the feeds. The fact that I was able to see that, able to see him formulating plans, able to see him playing the game and, you know, planning on backstabbing people and uh, well, how is this going to turn out and what do we need to do to set up this? It's like he's starting to show me that his game is what I was hoping that it could be. Yeah, he can be a little bit of a mean girl sometimes. I know some people in the chat are coming for him for that, but that is not what this uh, rating is assigning. I'm assigning his ability to win the Big Brother game. And I feel like you have to be fair. It's an eight for me and it is a high eight. Yeah, and one point, one massive point I completely forgot to mention was the Diamond Power Veto, which is essentially in Tommy's possession. Uh, yes. But he doesn't have to be the one to wield it, which is massive and keeps him almost 100% safe in the next uh, three following weeks after this one. So that's another massive improvement from his position before. Um, yeah. that I forgot to He's mention. not going anywhere. Like, he's yeah. going to be here until, like, the second double eviction. Like, just, like, get used to it, people. And then I have to say... To be fair, I know we don't like the people that he's with, but he seems like a really nice guy. He's doing his best to win the Big Brother game. He didn't know that Christy was going to be in the house. She is an absolute handful, and he's doing a remarkable job of handling her. So you have to give the boy credit, and, you know, I'm here for it. Yes, and and I will say, I do think that when it comes time to judge Tommy's game at the end of the season, if Tommy wins this thing or whatever, uh, there is going to be a little bit of an asterisk in the same way that a big twist might put an asterisk or being a soul vet in a house of newbies would put an asterisk because he does have a massive advantage knowing Christy ahead of time. But, uh, but that doesn't change the fact that we can only grade what we see. And what I'm seeing right now is is what I'm seeing. So, Melissa, what do you think? Yeah, um, I'm going to keep my score of Tommy the same at an eight. I think that he's doing a good job. I think that the fact that all the house guests are like using him as their mediator in every conversation, like, first of all, I hate it. Second of all, he's a terrible mediator, if that's what he's actually (laughs) trying to do. But the fact that they keep trying to bring him into these conversations uh, is a good sign for Tommy. Um, I will say that I hate this whole thing about like, oh, well, I can't have a conversation with you alone. I need to have someone else in the room to like verify what you're saying. It's it's so condescending. It's so awful. I hate it so much. Um, But the fact that they're always having Tommy be the one to come in. I mean, he's going to get all this information. He's going to be privy to every single conversation that goes on. um, And that's good for him. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm giving him the eight. There you go. The audience last week gave Tommy a seven, which was down from the week eight review uh, or rating of uh, or sorry, week one rating of an eight. Um, I, I do. I do think that this has to do probably with how people feel about him personally. Uh, they are going to stay with their seven this week as well. Um, so there you go. Tommy is going to stay put at an eight. All right, let's talk about sis. Y'all are haters. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I think he, he'll come up. And I don't actually, I don't think seven is unfair. I'll, even though I'm a high eight on him, I feel like, you know, I feel like there are some roadblocks for him uh, yeah. moving down the line. Well, let's see if he can, can move over them. I do, I do agree that I think seven is a fair rating. The reason I think that this is probably influenced is because they started at an eight and I don't feel like he's gone down. And if anything, I think he's gone up, but person yeah. personality wise and popularity wise, I do think he's gone down. Um, so, 
Uh, let's talk about sis. We were all pretty low on sis last week. Gave her threes and twos. Melissa, you were the lowest on her at a two. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about her now? Sis gets a one because she is absolutely awful. She's <laughs> terrible. She's just so bad. She just like doesn't even care about the game. She just like wants to like be with guys or whatever she's doing. And I and she's like not even a nice person. So I give her a one. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> How do you feel about that? just said, F you to all the people that listen to Taryn as buying sis as a possibility. Uh, I do not feel the same way. Um, Look, this is a young woman. She is just beginning life. Uh, She does some stupid things. She has her priorities all mixed up. Uh, But I do feel like that... And finally, she decides to get her hair in a knot about things that seem to infuriate me. Uh, so that all pisses me off. But I don't feel like anybody's going to get rid of her. She's positionally pretty good in the house. She's now like uh, moved over to the Tommy side of things and gotten away from the Jack side of things. So I don't feel like she would end up on the block if Jack was nominated. I feel like it would be something more like Jack Jackson. So the fact that Tommy is going to try to quote unquote help her a little bit leads me to think that she will be around for a little while and is playing an okay game. I feel like you have to be fair here and give her a four. Um, It's not an amazing score, but on balance, I feel like she's played, but the big brother game is what the big brother game is. This is what the big brother game is. These freaking people in this freaking house. And, as far as that stands, she's playing okay. I feel like it has to be a play. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Brent. Uh, I, I do think that for me, she has gone up to a four. She, for me, is that person that I have zero faith in in the game, but I do think she might be dragged along for quite a while. And yeah. because of that, uh, I think that just naturally she is going to hop up a couple of steps. If she does get dragged down to the final two as a go, we could see a, a, a better jury situation. Um, so I, I think that for me, this is the highest rating somebody that I don't have any faith in the game can get. It's a four. It's their optimally positioned She's in the big alliance. She's safe. She's not going to be targeted. And she has multiple strong players who want to take her very, very far in the game. So that's why I have her there at a four. Before you give the audience score, I just have to give credit. Like this actually made me laugh out loud. JY in the chat said, when Sis wins HOH, who wants to see my HOH shower? Girl, oh, I don't know how much you've seen of this, Brent, but uh, there's been rumors of some uh, some rashes that have been spreading around. I have heard this. Yeah, someone who has experience with that back in the day <laughs> is not fine. Um, it's we'll 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 keep track of it. But could could this yeah. be the first instance of some uh, some unfortunate things spreading in the house? It could be. That would be. I think. Don't they test them before they come in? Like, I think they do. I would imagine so. So, you know, I it again, seem people like they test them for anything before going in the house. Not <laughs> psychic <laughs> foul, not yeah. anything, apparently. Not like checking, you know, past domestic violence, whatever records. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I will say no people, people tend to get very excited about things and they tend to like uh, like to go to the most extreme example. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say this is a definite thing, but uh, that the rumors are out there and, you know, who, who knows? Um, so the audience gave sis a three. 
They stuck with their uh, their three from last week, uh, which I believe will just keep her there at a three. No movement on sis. Finally, last person left in the game to talk about. Let's talk about Cat. Cat, Melissa, you were the highest on Cat last week at a four. How do you feel about mm-hmm. her this week? Wait, before you give your score, I want to point out that Taryn, when we get to your score, some people wrote to me on Twitter about uh, I got DMs for people who I've never even heard from before. <laughs> they went to, so they went to my other box, you know, like the the box where you're not even friends with these people and I've never mm. talked to them about your score last week, uh, giving Cat a two, which no other uh, updater had apparently given her, and I think I gave her a four. Basically, people were saying that you were maybe giving her a bad score and to move the stock watch your way, which is your prerogative. But I would like to find out if there's any truth to that eventually. Melissa, uh, what did you give? (laughs) Well, (laughs) let let me say here that that is obviously false. Um, And I will say, I think I know at least one of the people that you're talking about. Um, And I heard uh, from him first. And yes, and there was, uh, I think, at least one other person. Uh, There were a few people that bought cat shares and they really just went all in and uh, they were upset that it did not pay off. Um, So conspiring bitches. uh, There were there was nobody that did not buy cat shares that uh, that seemed overly upset about the situation. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, look, if anyone thinks that I care that much about the game, then uh, you don't know me at all. Um, I said this uh, on the discord. Look, if if the audience ever genuinely has an issue with thinking that my score or anybody's score is going to be influenced by the holdings that we have, I am perfectly willing to bow out of playing the game. The ratings are much more important to me and having a historical record of how I actually felt that week is much more important to me than uh, than you know the, the game. Uh, I like the game for the audience. I like playing along. I think that it's fun for us to be playing along with the audience, but if anybody actually has an issue, of course, perfectly willing not. to... Uh, <laughs> I'm, just play- I'm playing the Big Brother game where I'm like, well, look, I don't have a problem with it, but some people do. So, <laughs> Um, so, uh, so that, yes, that's what, I'll, that's what I'll say about that. And, um, Melissa, we'll, we'll now start with you. How do you feel about Kat this week? Um, I feel about the same. I feel like she won the veto, which shows that she can compete, which is good. But at the same time, usually you win the veto and then people see you as a threat, but she's made she's, it so that people don't really see her as a threat at all. So, I mean, she's been wearing the veto yeah. back. <laughs> Like ever since she won it and like tanning it into her body and nobody, everyone just thinks it's a big funny joke. They're not like this girl. She's really competitive. Look at her. She's going to win the next veto. She really wants it. They just are like, oh, look at this girl. She's ridiculous. So I think that that bodes well for her moving forward in the game because it shows that she can compete, but that people just don't seem to care. So um, I'm just going to keep her at a four for now. All right. Uh, I I am up from my two last week. Uh, last week, it looked like she was in the firing line um, and it didn't seem like that was likely to change because Cliff and Nicole both were doing very well. Now, of course, two major events occurred that 
flipped that around a bit and uh and now cliff is going instead of jess or cat and so i do think her position has improved um i do feel like nicole is once again uh, usurping her position um her recent blow up with jackson yet again uh causing jackson and sis and a lot of people in grateful to want cat gone as soon as they're able to um despite the fact that she is such a number for them she also to me is very similar to jess just just a number, just somebody that's going to be dragged along for a while. And I just don't see the path for her to get to the end. She is one of the people who, again, her biggest upside, I have no faith in her like strategic ability. Her major upside is being dragged along as a goat, but nobody's willing to do that. Nobody's looking at her as a goat. She's not entrenched in the alliance. She is not nearly in as good a position as Sis, who I gave a four. So uh, I am higher on her than previously, but I'm going to be down at a three for Kat per, uh, for, for this week. And I'll also say, personally, she's really making me annoyed with her hatred of Kemi um, yeah. because... Let me just say this. From my perspective, her issue with Kemi is that she thinks that Kemi is interested in David. And I think that she that really annoys her. And so she's been calling Kemi the B word. She's calling her entitled. She is uh, messing with her water bottle. She is very like like she literally just can't shut up about Kemi. And it strikes me as very like disturbing that she thinks that Kemi would be interested in David at all because Kemi is not interested in David at all. And there's not really any reason to think that Kemi would be interested in David. So Aside from one That's reason. just how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, I'm making fun of that one reason. Don't, I'm not, don't come for me, people. Uh, yes. Uh, look, I have to say that uh, I, I know that the cat can be trying at times. This is the one girl that I knew was going to be on the show before the season started. I know y'all know that I've said that before. But my point is that she told me that cat can be really catty. Like, can we really fake? And if I was going to bet on somebody to go the distance in the game, it was not going to be cat, it's going to be Holly. Holly is the person you need to watch out for. And I feel like that's reflected in our scores. However, I do feel moderately good about her position in the game. There are people who she trusts in the game who I feel like do have her back to an extent. She has multiple final twos with Holly and with Jessica and even a little bit with Jackson, although I don't know how fluid that's going to be after the fight today. Uh, so, or it was day or yesterday, whatever. Uh, the fight with Jackson. So I feel like that, that that has to weigh positively for her. And the fact that she says openly crazy things like, you know, I'm just here for fame, just here for followers, letting people know that. I do feel like that that does two things. It, it keeps her safe because no one takes her seriously as a game player. And I don't think that, I'm not going to give her strategic credit in that she's doing that on purpose, but I also can't be totally sure that that's not what's happening that she might be leaning into the curve a little bit uh, by drawing attention to the fact that that's why she's there. I mean, if I was in the Big Brother house, I would probably lean into the curve of, oh, I'm just a crazy bitch, uh, you know, a mouthy and feisty. I would try to lean into that so people wouldn't pay as much attention to me. Uh, I, I want to believe that she's doing it on purpose, but there's no evidence that she is. Uh, so overall, I'm going to give her a four. All right. So... Uh, it comes down to the audience here. The audience uh, gave her a four last week. Uh, this week, they actually were a little bit lower on Kat. Um, I, I don't know if maybe her popularity was influenced. I, I feel like this is a strange. Yeah, that, that could definitely be part of it. I, for me, I do feel like I mean, I think she is a three, but I feel like the movement down, maybe not exactly the most correct thing in the world. But the audience went with a three. It was a very close three. But uh, but it was, in fact, a three four cat there. Um, so 
that is going to leave Cat at a four overall. So Cat will move up from a three to a four. Um, now let's quickly move through the evicted house guests here. Um, the uh, let's see, we gave Kemi a three last week. I gave her a two. Uh, I'm going to stay at a two for Kemi. Uh, I I love Kemi. I do. She's been talking a lot about being ready to go home, being ready to see her friends. Uh, you know, she's going to compete in the competition, but there's not a lot of fire left in her. Um, so I just I and, and they all hard. they all hate her in the house, uh, and it's not deserved. But there's not a lot of footing there, so I'm staying with my two. Yeah, I'm going to give her an even worse score. It's a one. Sorry, Kemi. I love you, girl. But I'm with Taryn. Like, the fight's gone. Uh, I, I do empathize with her. It must be so... Look, I'm, I've said this before. If I was like one of like one or two white people in a house full of people of color, I don't feel like I would fit in very well. I feel like I would probably feel a little bit uncomfortable and they'd probably want to send me home because of it. So it must be really, really hard for her mm-hmm. to play the Big Brother game when, when they line up a cast like this. Uh, but as things stand, I feel like you have to call into the question her game, her social ability. Uh, and she, I do feel like that there are things that give me joy about Kemi. Her uh, impression of Jessica was so hilarious. And I do feel like Nicole probably did her a solid, but also denied me a little bit more of my joy watching Kemi make fun of Jessica and how she acts because she was spot on about it. Uh, uh, Nicole was like Jiminy Cricket going, Kimmy, Kimmy, or Kimmy, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, I would have rather seen a little bit more of that because I like that part of Kimmy. I like the fiery part of her. I feel like she needs that if she wants to succeed in the Big Brother game. But her saying that she wants to go home, although I empathize with her, I'm like, girl, you got the home will still be there three months from now. Stay and fight. We want you to fight. Yeah, I'm going to give Kemi a two. Unfortunately, I really love her. Like, I absolutely love her. I think she's so smart. And I just wish she had a better shake in this game. I wish she had a better chance. Um, Because I don't feel like she was given a fair shake. But um, And neither did the edit as well. I feel like overall, they they have not given Kemi what she needed. Yeah, Uh, like Kat saying that Kemi is going to be hated by America. Like, I really want that to be extremely wrong. And I hate that it's not. Yeah, that's the. I mean, well, by the by, the Big Brother community who are not the casuals, um, you know, we all love Kemi. um, So hopefully, she'll get to see that. But um, I should ask my mom about Kemi because my mom's like a total casual. I just got her into Big Brother last year. Big Brother Twenty was the first season that she ever watched, but I haven't really talked to her that much about this season. I should really talk to my mom and find out how she feels about Kemi because I feel like my mom would be. My mom, my mom voted for the president, so I'm trying. I'm trying. I feel like my mom would be a good person to ask. Like, how, how do you feel about her? Just, I'm just wondering how you feel about her. Like, you're, I just you, texted my yeah. mom to see if. <laughs> okay. Oh uh, yeah. See, yeah, but, uh, I would too. I feel like my yeah, mom's a better know. Than I would. Yeah. But um, you know, and so it's just it's super unfortunate because I I I do feel like Kemi has a good head for the game, but I think the problem is is that at this point, even if she were to come back in. I don't think anyone would be willing to work with her. I don't think there'd be any in. My mom uh-huh, says she likes answer. her. Ah, she yeah. likes her. Yeah. Good. She likes her. She's texting more, but that was the first thing. So at least we know that there are some casuals out there who are watching who like them. So <laughs> I, I will yeah, also- you know, she might be influenced by us though, because she does listen to some of our podcasts and so uh, maybe she like hears that. Yes. Um, um, she said she didn't like her initial interview, but on the show, I am rooting for her. 
Uh, Bill Hall in the chat says that this could be a new segment for us. Casual mom corner. <laughs> Casual mom corner. I like it. Yes. Uh, I, I will say uh, on the recap last night, I said that, you know, David and Cliff have already passed their auditions for live feed updates. Uh, after I heard uh, Kemi's impression of Jess, she has officially also okay. passed the audition phase. Aww. So she is very welcome. <laughs> I hope they all come on. I love all them. Yes. All of them. I, seriously, every, it's, it's the worst possible boot order. All of the best people went first. It's annoying. Yep. I know. It really place. is the worst. It's the worst possible boot order. Like, all the people who I like and care about are all leaving. And that's, that's part of the reason why I'm so, like, bummed out. It's because, like, I just feel like, okay, now we're being left with the, the dregs, the people that no one wants to see and the people that suck. And I'd much prefer to watch if we could have it just reversed and see the people that we really like, uh, you know, duke it out in the end. But By the way, I will say that my rating of Jackson is couched in the fact that he has not been a have-not yet. And once Kim <laughs> come back, I do think that there are going to be have-nots. And I am praying to all that is good and holy that he is a have not before he leaves the big brother house. I need it to happen. I've never seen somebody eat more, snack more, just binge more than Jackson. It needs to happen yesterday. You know, also I will say like, just back to the boot order thing is that like, I haven't had a single person leave yet who I've been like happy about. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like there hasn't been one good person. Yeah, yeah, that's why Taryn said on the morning update that, like, when uh, Bobby asked him, uh, "Who would you rather see come back into the game of the camp comeback people?" He was, he was like, "All of them." Yeah, yeah. we all feel that way. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, I tweeted I, it out. Like, let's just do a swap, four for four. Oh my god, that would be amazing! Like, lose any so of the people great. who are still left. They had to compete for their lives, like on Survivor <laughs> Outcast Twist. Oh, uh, oh that'd be great. All right, it's, so it's the audience so- gave Kemi a three, down from a four last week um well let's let's quickly run through ovi and david as well uh i gave ovi a two last week uh i'm gonna i'm gonna stay with my two i think his game plan is a lot more exciting he is talking about uh putting up christy and jack if he gets back into the game he does also have a power but unfortunately everybody knows about his power and they will be targeting him immediately if he comes back anyway so uh it's not great he doesn't have a lot of allies especially if cliff leaves this week so it's still a two for ovi i already gave my uh whole thing about ovi before uh, on the morning update i do feel like people are uh harsh on him because of how nice he is and uh personality wise you know character wise i i want to stand up for ovi but game wise it's a two Melissa? Yeah, same same yeah. Same for me as well. It's a two. I, I was very fancy fits your chin listening to you and Bobby talk about Ovi today because I, I feel like you do have some good points in defending Ovi and, and I'm trying to evaluate myself and like, am I really coming for him because I'm like annoyed with him that he's not doing more of what I want. He's not standing up to the mean people, even though he did go up to the HOH room. But you know, like I said, that's easier to do when you're out of the game. But I, I feel like that both of you had good points today and it, and it was an interesting argument to listen to about Ovi. Thank you. Uh, the audience went with a three for Ovi, same as last week. And then finally, we got to talk about David. David, I definitely think, is the person in the best position to re-enter the house. He has made some connections with the big group. I think that David, as I talked about this morning, is our best hope for the person to come in and be able to maybe pull, maybe pull Kat and Jess away from Jackson. Maybe. Um, and if and he does that, then he can revolving door. Right. And he, if he does that, he can also maybe pull in Nicole and get just be the bridge that 
gets these people together. Uh, he might also just kind of stick into the group and, and try to break them up from the inside. That might also be his game plan. But I think he has the most uh, ability of the people there so far. Socially, uh, strategically, he just seems to be in a better position than both Kemi and Ovi. So I am looking forward to that. But I am going to stay with my three for now, um, just because he's still going to have a hard time getting back in. And uh, and he still has a, a, an uphill battle once he does. But uh, but three is a pretty generous rating for somebody who's out of the game, in my opinion. So, Brent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, w- I w- what did I give him last week? I'm sorry, it's not in a front three of me. as well. I gave him a three as well. I, I feel moderately good about his social game. I'm hoping I'm holding out hope that the house guests get to vote on who they want to come back into the game, and I'm hoping that as a consequence of that, that person becomes HOH. I would love for Julie to say that. Uh, that would be hilarious. But even then, I'm not even sure that David would. It, give me what I wanted in terms of nominations, like nominating Jack and Jackson. I don't think that I don't think that's anywhere in the realm of possibility. Uh, I feel like if he does, if David does come back into the game, he's going to work from the inside out, which may be a better course of him, but it's not going to give me any immediate gratification. So yeah, it's a three. All right, Melissa, you're very high on David at a five last week. How do you feel this week? I still feel high on David. I'm going to give him a five again. There you go. Well, once again, the audience is going to follow Melissa. The audience also gave David a five. Somebody not in the game uh, got a five from the audience. And David Rock, yeah, know it. Uh, I mean, if you do a quick scan of the audience ratings uh, here, <laughs> that um, the uh, the audience didn't give many people a five or above. He's at least in the top half of the players in the game as an evicted house guest. Um, we haven't even actually ever seen him play the game, uh, not being evicted, but. He's going to stay at a four there overall. Um, so there you go. That's the stock watch. Uh, that's our say, ratings. Uh, Medi in the chat says something that I wanted to read. He says, as a minority, you have to finesse in certain situations based off the reaction others would give you in comparison to others. David, he's talking about David, knows what he's doing. So I feel like that there are people who feel positively about us, uh, about David. As you mentioned, he was the one telling Ovi, no, 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 don't go up and confront them, even though Ovi did. I can appreciate both things. I can appreciate the fact that David realizes it might be the better game move, and it's probably true that, that that it is, but I can also appreciate that Ovi went up and confronted them, too. So They both give me what I want, and I'm totally fine with either one of them coming back. Alright, there you go. Well, let's... Uh, we can do a quick scan of the leaderboard here. I believe with Cat moving up, that's going to be a big boon to the people that went all in on Cat, which looks like, uh, like Brent, you were one of them. Oh, I'm me. Me, I'm the winner. Oh, thank you. I'll take my, I'll take my trophy now. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there you go. There's uh, the leaderboard there. Those people that went in on cat finally getting the uh, the profits that they wanted um, as we move down the list here. Um, uh, oh, I gave her. Yeah, I gave her this. What did I, what did I give her last week? I gave her a three or a four. I gave her a three. So yes. I gave her a little bit. So, yes. Yeah, so you okay. moved you moved up on a cat there. Um, so there you go. There's the leaderboard. Uh, oh, there I was. I couldn't, I couldn't find myself. I was like, oh, my God, how far down am I? Um, <laughs> oh, do you tell. Brent has taken the lead from me with that cat purchase. Uh, I went in with uh, with Tommy and uh, decided to not take the risk of cat. So Brent is there in fifth place. I am down in ninth place. And uh, Beast, once again, from Reddit, maintaining number the number one. one spot. It's not there fair. House is so good. Uh, there you go. Um, I wonder who Beast is. Have we found out who that is? I haven't. 
Okay. Uh, so there's uh, there's Melissa down there, 117th. Cool, Taryn. Yeah. Ah! Got pointed out and everything. Fine. Well, the people would ask. Mm-hmm. I think they finally fixed it on uh, the leaderboard where, like, Ovi, because uh, for a while Ovi was counting in my portfolio, but mm-hmm. I don't think anymore because, like, there's like a $50 difference between me and Beast. Um, or maybe that's just. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not sure. But I feel like that maybe Alexandra, you're in the chat. Maybe they fixed that because I don't see before when I was they were evaluating my place. It said like I had like so much money, but that was including my OV shares, which are still like I can't do anything with them. And they'll basically go away if he Alexandra says she took it out. Okay, cool. Fabulous. Thank you, honey. Appreciate that. All right. So there you go. That's a quick update on the Stockwatch. Let's quickly run through the uh, the bonus questions here. Um, how would you rate the episodes of Big Brother this week? We got a four point oh two rating for the episodes. Actually, slightly higher than the previous week. Um, the feeds were a four point six, which was also a bit higher than the previous week. And then, how would you rate the season as a whole? Was a three point three. So the season as a whole has fallen in people's estimation, even though this week is slightly better than the previous week. Sounds about right. So there you go. Uh, (laughs) Rank the players from your favorite to your least favorites. Last week we had... Go ahead. Yes. I was just going to ask, are the evicted house guests available? Everyone evicted. (laughs) Everyone is available for uh, for rating here, or ranking, I should say. Uh, Nicole topped the leaderboards last week, and she's going to maintain her lead this week in first place. Last week, it was Cliff in second place. Cliff has fallen to fourth place this week um, with David and Kemi surpassing him. Can't be mad at that. Uh, no, I'm not mad at that at all. Yes. Then Kat in fifth place. Um, so Kat was a very polarizing player. I think that uh, there are some people like me that are kind of annoyed with Kat. And there are people who still love Kat with uh, the shenanigans. And I will say, aside from the Kemi thing, Kat is an absolute joy for me to watch. I love her. She's funny. She makes me laugh. She says stupid things. I, I hope she goes the distance this season and we get to enjoy her because her natural, like the non-catty side, no pun intended, of her is really fun to look at, and I like it. Yeah, uh, I, I was enjoying it, but I, I, I it's kind of, it's kind of starting to like just be feel a little phony to me. I, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, I can. I, feel like uh, I can appreciate I can that like it again. Phoniness. I, yeah. I, I take your point, but you were also annoyed with her, like. A day after she said, you bitches conspiring against me. So I think everyone was annoyed at her at first. (laughs) And then we started to like her once the edit portrayed it in this in the way that it did. And uh, and then, you know, then she it was when she when she stopped being in love with Jackson. That was when everyone started to like her. Um, And I feel like she's kind of back there. Um, And uh, and I'm also, uh, you know, annoyed about the the Kemi stuff. But, you know, we'll see. It's fine. It's uh, a Uh, this just reminds me. Um, I don't know why. I just I was thinking about like you know my followers and whatnot. Did y'all notice that I uh, had a Facetime conversation with Caitlin Herman yesterday? Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, there you like, go. Is this real life? I, I just want to say, is this real life that I am now having a Facetime conversation with somebody that I covered all last season on Big Brother? She's absolutely <laughs> fabulous, and I love her. I'm so she's glad so that she's great. part of our community now. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it. It was Caitlin. So fun podcasting with her the other day. Yes, she she is great. She will be on the Thursday night podcast with. I'll be Brent. there. Yes, me, 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 me. 
we also have Ovi and Sam up in the top half, uh, as well as Tommy, who's right about in the middle. And then you start to go down with Holly, Christy, Jess, and then a big drop. And uh, you have the bottom five uh, taking the spot in last place. Uh, it has been it's been consistently Jack by a mile in the last two polls. Jack and Jackson have both been last and second to last. However, somebody has usurped their position. I think I was going to say, mm. I, yeah, I mean, like he's been pretty quiet this week. Aside from this little blow up thingy with the water bottle and the refrigerator and Kemi today, he's been pretty quiet. I feel like that you can't, it's hard to hate him. Like I can only have so much hate to direct at who I need to direct it at. So I'm really more hating Nick and Bella this week more than anything. Yeah. So Bella has taken the last place position from Jack. Uh, so it's um, from the bottom, Bella, Jack, Jackson, Sis, and then Nick is actually going to top out that bottom five. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Mm. <laughs> all right. I asked who was the best person for Nick to have targeted this week for his game. People all agreed Jack is the person he should have targeted. Um, this is obviously because Jack is the one that he was considering, but uh, obviously from my perspective, I would say that uh, he should be targeting Christy or Tommy um, if he is going to uh, take some kind of shot. I think that would do the most amount of damage and change the most amount of things. Um, but Jack would also be fine. He should be taking some kind of shot. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, I said two weeks in, how do you feel about the camp comeback twist? Now I asked this last week when it was first introduced and the audience was almost at, almost at neutral. They were at about 46 out of a hundred this week after seeing more of the ramifications and how it's playing out, the audience has fallen and they are down at a 33 out of a hundred toward the hate it side. Yeah, of things. Well, it makes sense. Cause now all of a sudden we have this, Stanford prison experiment going on in the big brother house. And it's been just like absolutely awful to watch. So that was not the anticipated uh, results, at least in my mind, I didn't think that's the way this was going to end up, but well, here we are because people are the worst and that's just what's going there you go. Uh, I asked how you felt about the panic power. People said about uh, still don't like it. 37 out of a hundred. It's very failing grade there. Not a fan of the diamond power of Vito. Power. I actually would um, say, uh, yeah, I thought it was a clever way of making it less powerful. But uh, yeah. but ov- obviously, again, like I said on the recap, in the context of all the other powers and twists that are happening right now, it is far too much uh, still. So what are you going to do? As of right now, who do you want to return from camp? comeback i think the uh the who's your favorite and uh player ratings should give you a hint on who won this poll uh with 65 percent of the vote david is the person that the audience wants to see come back from camp comeback um and then finally who do you want to be evicted this week i got a lot of protests for for this question a lot of people like how dare you taryn i don't want either of these people to be evicted. Uh, never gotten that before, well, yes. surprisingly. Um, but people were very, very upset with the question, but ultimately fairly, uh, fairly unanimously, 90% of the vote said Cliff over Nicole. They want Cliff to go home. 90%? 90%. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty large. I feel like that uh, to me, it's not, I don't feel that way. Like if Nicole ends up going home, 
I'm going to be happy for Cliff and that he stayed. Um, similarly, if Cliff goes home, I'm going to be happy for Nicole and that she has a shot to win the game. So this really sucks. There's no good outcome here. Um, I felt like we were really close today when Christy was freaking out and it gave me the possibility that she might use the GPOV and then Bella might be named as a replacement nominee, which would be hilarious. But like, I mean, for Bella to have to wear that camp comeback uniform and compete in the HOH competition would have been living. I would have been living, I tell you, but it didn't happen. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. I, I, no, even no had hope, I even had hope that the veto wasn't even going to be used. That was my yeah. hope is that it would stick with Jess and Cliff on the block and then uh, Jess goes home somehow. Yeah, well. <laughs> that would be that would be the dream. Yeah, that would have been nice. But, uh, you know, I, if it comes down to Cliff and Nicole, which it is, um, I, I would say, unfortunately, that Cliff, I just, I just think that Nicole, I could see Nicole doing more in the game. And yeah. I don't know if I could see that with Cliff. And that's the only reason why I'd want probably Nicole to stay over Cliff, even though I love Cliff and I would like him to stay. It just, I just feel like more damage can be done with Nicole staying. Yeah, I think for most people, given the response I got about this question, it was like, well, I don't want either of them to go. But if I have to choose, I guess it's Cliff. And most people felt that way rather than like, ah, it definitely needs to be Cliff. Um, so that's uh, my there were a lot of uh, skipped uh, people skipped this question a lot. That was the yeah. way of we feel you, people. We really do. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's what we had with the questionnaire. Anything else that we need to talk about before we wrap this uh, very long podcast up? That's how they are early in the season. And we got everybody in the house still. So we have to talk about it. We got social issues to talk about. We got lots of gameplay to talk about. We got 16 players to rate. It's it's a lot. Like next week, we're going to have what? 13 people in the house. Uh, That's that's going to be a definite change. And I think I do feel like that things will really open up, especially without Cam come back and play. I feel like people will feel free to play a little harder. Uh, You know, that's a good thing on reality shows to have a, uh, finality to things where people are gone and you don't have to worry about them anymore when you're trying to evict them. It's always good to, you know, have them forever out of the game. Mm-hmm. Not a good thing to think all right well thank you guys for joining us i will be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m eastern to update you on everything that happens today and or tonight on the big brother 21 live feeds and then wednesday nights uh, i will be hosting with uh and melissa will be joining me and we will be recapping the wednesday night episode where caitlin will be hosting the veto not the podcast the veto and then yeah. Thursday night, uh, Caitlin will be on with Rob and Brent to recap the eviction episode of Big Brother 21, where hopefully we will see what happens with Camp Comeback and all of that crazy stuff. Is it just you and Melissa on Wednesday? Working on a guest. Oh, you're working on a guest. Okay, well, but, you are, but you are hosting, though. Yes. Okay. That's Rob is going to be in Minneapolis with uh, yeah. uh, Robin Akiva and Nina Podcast Live. Excellent. Yes. Um, all right. So. Lots of great stuff heading your way. You can, of course, find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. If you ever want to fill out one of these surveys, you can find it on Twitter at Armstrong Taryn the day of these podcasts after the live feed update in the morning. You can find Brent at One Lucky Gay on Twitter. You can find Melissa at It's Melissa with three A's. And uh, you can also find the American Ninja Warrior podcast that I do with Lita. Uh, we just got into the city finals. It's when things start to get yeah. more interesting. So yes, I forgot that's on tonight, right? I'm sure yes. I taped it. Yes. 
Yes, I can't wait to see. There have been some really fun contestants this year, not only men and women. They have really, really surprised me. I'm loving this season of American Ninja Warrior. Yes. All right. And uh, also, be on the lookout somewhat soon for uh, this month's Terran show. I haven't forgotten about you guys. Terran show is coming back. And uh, I will say, I'm pretty excited about it. So You're pretty excited about it. I'm excited, too. If you're excited, then I'm excited. You don't get excited about a lot. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Let me know if you have a hashtag, uh, an idea for a hashtag in the chat. I see Brent's hair. Uh, I see you hashtag on my hair. Melissa yeah. Mood. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do like Melissa like Mood because it's an hair. alliteration. Oh, well, that's fine. You can go with that. Unless Melissa, Melissa doesn't like it. <laughs> I'm fine with whatever. <laughs> because that's the mood. Because <laughs> that's the mood. that is the current climate (laughs) alright so thank you guys so much for joining us for Brent and Melissa I am Taryn Armstrong hashtag Melissa Mood we'll see you next time Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.